two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. All right. Sorry about that, guys. We had a little technical difficulty there. We had some uh, overlaying audio. Welcome to This Week in Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming. And joining me again is Sergeant McCluskey and Say No to Rage. How are you guys doing? What's going on, people? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Sorry, uh, this is my mask. It's just me. I'm being myself. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm playing a character called 30 and Still Gaming. So how you guys been? What have you guys, uh, what have you guys been up to? Oh, you got to take this one, Lona. Uh, yeah, I've been busy. I mean, new games, the hard raid. Uh, my son was born. He had he had a lip tie that we had taken care of today. That was uh, a tongue tie. I mean, that was fun. Uh, yeah, since the last time you were on the show, it's been what two weeks or three weeks? I think. I think it's been oh, I don't know. Episode nineteen. Yeah, I came this, on... is, this is episode twenty-one. So I think you were on episode nineteen last. Yeah, so I think I was on right after he was born, wasn't I? Yeah, so he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah, three weeks, three weeks old now. So yeah, balancing that and streaming and everything else, it's been it's been a wild ride. It's been good, 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 good. All right, so um, I haven't been really playing much except Destiny. Um, I know you've been playing Assassin's Creed, uh, Lono, and you also just picked up uh, Halo Five. So let's uh, let's. Whatever one you want to talk to you for. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed first. You know, tell us yeah, tell sure. us a little bit about it. Yeah, I've uh, I've had a pretty good experience with it. I I've put in I uh, probably seven or eight hours, and I've got a first impressions video up. I you know where I've kind of talked through what I think of the game. So I broke it down uh, when I talked about it on the video into um, graphics. What was it? Uh, I think like graphics, gameplay. Graphics, combat, movement, and story. So graphically, I think the game is strong. I, you know, there's there's been a few times with you know small little frame rate things when I'm way up on one of those things looking at all of London. It's very dense, so I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not going to quibble about a few frame rate drops when I'm down on the ground and I'm in the fights and I'm moving about. I don't have any major. I have not had any issues with the graphics. No tearing. No stuttering. Uh, the characters look very, very good. They're well rendered. I especially like the two, drops. the two main characters, uh, Jacob and Evie Fry, the, the the twins. They look, they look very real. They've got character and personality. Um, so graphically, I think it's strong. You're probably going to have those guys that gripe and complain about some of the stuttering and the popping in. I I don't know. At this point, I think we have to just accept the fact that the Xbox One can't quite do what some of these games are really asking of it when you're throwing that much at it i I think it's it's very difficult but you get in a game like we'll talk about momentarily halo 5 and it looks brilliant i think it's a matter of how much you throw at the system all at once so it doesn't really hurt the experience to be up on a perch looking at the entire city and have a slight frame rate drop now do you think do you think uh is it ubisoft ubisoft makes that or is it square enix it's, uh, no, it's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Square Enix is Tomb Raider. Oh, right, right. Um, do you think, because every time they come out with an Assassin's Creed, right, they push the envelope on the 360, right? Now they're pushing the envelope on the Xbox One. Um, do you think they should stop being overachievers and just kind of kick it back a little bit? So instead of seeing as far as the eye can see, maybe, you know, put that uh, that fake wall on the back, you know, the the, the uh, sky... sky uh, 
what do they call it? Uh, no, sky, the sky background, and then just no. make it a little smaller. You know what I mean? No, they do these on purpose. They they do these games on purpose. They they want to push it like that on purpose. I think a, a game like this does what it's supposed to do. It's testing the limits of the hardware. They do it on purpose. They want to see how how much they want to do as badass thing as they can do. They 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 pack everything in, and then it's gotten better. Because remember the what was the one with uh, the within, within France uh, France? That's Which the, one was that's that one? Brotherhood. That was I Brotherhood, believe. right? Same. No, thing. No, that's Very Italy. Dense. That was Italy. That was Italy. Very dense frame rate Unity drop. Was you got a lot more popping and glitching. But this one, not as much. You know, it's they're just testing it. Uh, it, you, if you want to scale it back, you lose the scope. The scope is supposed to be. No, this. I know, but the scope looks amazing when you get up on top. I mean, when I was watching him play it, and you get up on top of one of those smokestacks. I mean, you, you literally can see as far as the eye can see it. And just like games that say like Skyrim, where you see it, you can go all the way to it. But even Skyrim puts mountains on the outer edge, right, to stop the draw distance from going past that point where. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, they don't, right? You can see smokestacks. As, I mean, you don't really grasp the scale of it until you're up on top of one of those those tall buildings, and you see it, and you're like, holy crap, I can go all the way right. over there, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I think I would rather them just, not much, right? I mean, Destiny puts invisible walls in. They could do the same thing, but which they do. They kind of do that that computer-generated pixels where it says the, end, the boundaries yeah. of, the, of the world. But... Still, I think they could turn it back a little bit so it's not taking so much power to do the Xbox and less glitches. You know what I'm saying? I Well, it's going to depend on the game, though, because I think a, like a Far Cry or a Tomb Raider, you can get away with that because it's fictional. I think the challenge with an Assassin's Creed is you're going to historical locations and you're going to lose some of that if all of a sudden there's this drop-off. Because one of the things I like is I get up and I'm like... This looks a, like a living city that I can go anywhere. There's boats, there's carriages, there's people. Like That's one of the things I think is so good. I think the challenge then is when you're throwing that much at a game because that's what you're striving for. That's the point. That's the POV and identity of Assassin's Creed is these living historical cities that we get to go be stealthy assassins in and you know take part in history. I'm interacting with Alexander Graham Bell and you know Charles Darwin – you're going to lose that, I think. I, something I think they could do is stop being so concerned about lighting and texture effects that generally are only impressive when we're seeing trailers during E3. Nobody is going through a game like this and kind of stopping and stalling and be like, oh my gosh, did you see the way the light's cascading off the building? Like, y- You do, like that's part of it, but if they scaled that back, I think right. that would give some graphical room to then not have those frame rate drops and other things because you ha- you have to kind of decide like what's the most important thing and I think stability should be prioritized a lot higher than it's right. been. Right, I, I think it think should we're be too. Seeing that, well, I think we're seeing that with the rise of all these alphas and betas. They're saying games can't launch fraught with problems because you're going to look an idiot on Twitch when a lyric or a broman or a summit one of these big guys plays it, and if on the launch day it's atrocious, you can't have that. So stability has a higher priority now, and I think that's good. So that's why I'm okay with a few frame rate drops and stutters because the game runs smooth. That, right, that to right. me isn't necessarily a, a problem because I just – unless we're going to start buying $700 and $800 consoles that can, that can do it. Then you know where do you place the priority? I'll take frame rate drops over an eight hundred dollar console any right. day. Um, so combat wise, 
I think it's fantastic. I made predictions when I saw the early footage. I said this is not going to be charge in and fight 20 guys and just make sure you press Y every once in a while for yeah, the they, counter. They fixed that during um, Unity as well. That was the goal with Unity, yeah, to yeah. make it more of a rumble. And that is certainly true here, and I like that. I like force me – softly force me to play a different way because I'm the guy that will just run in and kill everybody. Right. And I like feeling like, oh, crap, there's a ton of guys here. Ugh, I got I to gotta go around here. I got to go slow. That's a good thing. You want the player to feel that, that tension and that, okay, I got to proceed with caution here. I'm going to get my head beat in. That is, I think, a very, very good thing in the game that I'm enjoying. And then once you get good at the combat, you're a little more cocky. You're like, I can take these right, four guys. Right. I know what I'm doing because right. there's more to manage now. You got to dodge a bullet. You got to dodge a knife attack. They'll put their heavy attack up. And if you attack a guy too many times who's got that heavy attack up he's gonna wail on you so there's it's, it's far more nuanced in some ways i'm finding it more challenging than the the arkham knight fighting. I, was, I was just gonna say so is it sort of like the arkham knight fighting style i mean not as i mean that's the to me that's one of the best fighting systems in a game i i think that arkham knight still takes the cake it's okay. it's smooth and fluid and amazing you're you're definitely this is far more realistic though kind of like right. how mad max was just this real like rumbly punching bar fight this is this is if if batman's over here and mad max is over here like batman can can pinball between people like you just keep pressing x and mad max you were really limited in your reach Assassin's Creed um, is probably in the middle. Syndicate's kind of in the middle where it, you have that like unrealistic sort of ability, but at the same time you are sort of limited by the realism of the, of the world around you. You're not just bouncing from guy to guy um, with that, that fluidity and that insane speed. So I like that. I like – I think that has got its own identity and I like that you. it still feels like Assassin's Creed. I don't feel like I'm playing – another game even though the combat has been sort of reworked to be more challenging um movement and i talk about this in my first impressions video i don't know if movement in a game like this is ever going to be what we want it to be because i think when i go past a fence that's you know i don't know chest high i can interact with that fence and i can do probably i don't know 10 different things to it i can i can lean up against it and hide i can i can grab onto it i can climb i can perch I can, you know what I'm saying? I can wall stall. Because of that, the game trying to predict what you want to do gets really, you'll get frustrated. You're like, I, I just want to get down off this fence. Just drop down right there. Do They've it. They've always and, had that problem, though, yeah. in those games. I don't think it'll ever go away. I don't Because if you're going to give the player those 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 limitless options, you're going to have to then become refined as a player. I'm like, okay. I gotta, I gotta navigate this. I know if I grab this fence, it's gonna do that stupid thing. So I'm gonna kind of avoid that. You kind of have to hone yourself in and become more finessed. The movement is good though. I, uh, the rope launcher has done exactly what I predicted. It is giving you a far better experience with a more instant verticality and a, and a greater ease of movement. Because the buildings in this game are bigger than I think they've ever been. Maybe there were buildings this big in Unity. I didn't play Unity. Um, but you can't Spider-Man crawl a building that's like 20 stories high because in the early games you were maybe climbing four, five stories at the most, just slowly climbing. Once you get beyond that, that's just exhausting. So I think the rope launcher was a really smart idea, but it's not Batman. You can't just fire into right. the air and disappear. I, you have to be close to a building and you kind of like repel bounce up the side. I know some people in your chat were bitching. They're like, oh, well, you know, you got the rope thing. And I'm like – 
they had to do it. I mean, you don't want to just keep climbing. Evolution's happening here, right? It's like different different time period. You don't want to just keep climbing up the building the old-fashioned way. You know, you want different technology. I mean, even when he was in uh, when he was in Italy and he met you know uh, Michelangelo, right? Was it? No, it's um, da Vinci. Da Vinci. Thank da you. Da Vinci. And he made the the flying machine and stuff like that. I mean, these are little things that it was like uh, James Bond and and mm-hmm. his little. You know the James Bond series. <clears throat> Q. Q. Thank you very much. He's he's my aficionado of all, of all everything, movies and and television. So, yeah. So he's got his own Q, um, making the the things for him. And it, I think this one has the same right. Who Alexander the Graham Bell is making the the stuff yeah. in this one, right? So yeah. And Alexander Graham Bell is brilliantly voice acted. He he's designed very well. Like I I, I really appreciate that. Um, as far as you know, adding that flavor to the game periodically, getting to kind of interact with him. I will say. I will make concession for the people who think a lot of the hair looks really bad. Um, you come from are those, are those the, the best, same people that, the that are like the dog in Fallout Four looks like he's made of plastic? <laughs> Blow me! Well, like, come I'll, on now. The, the reason I'm I'm allowing this criticism because I think sometimes people overstate like, oh, the hair looks bad. You know, you come from a game like Tomb Raider or The Witcher Three, and it is a little bit like, what the heck's going on? How can you not get this right? And because here's why: when you first get introduced to Charles Darwin. I thought it was somebody in disguise because the beard looked so bad. I thought, well, surely that's fake. This guy's in disguise. <laughs> and then it's, no, it's Charles Darwin. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, his beard looks terrible. What now, about- the main character's hair is okay because it doesn't move that much. It's more they, – right. they've got it kind of better rendered. Right. But whenever it's somebody's, like, facial hair or, some, or hair that's supposed to be moving, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> so did you, ever, did you ever find out if that one character was a woman in men's clothing or was it a man with a high-pitched voice? I'm pretty sure <laughs> was, that was a woman dressed as a okay, man. Okay, I thought so too. I just wanted to. They've not made. They've not made a reappearance. But, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I can wrap with story. The story's. I think the story's good. I like ba- okay, bouncing are, between each protagonist. You, are you going to spoil anything? No, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. All right. Um, I made a spoiler like alert just in case. Two. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I'm very anti-spoiler. I don't ever. Anytime somebody's watching a show, I always ask them, "What's the most recent thing that happened?" Right. Before I start talking to them. Right. Right. Okay. Um. So you bounce back and forth between them. They do have different interests in how to proceed to 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 you know fight the bad guy, right? Um, and I like that they're kind of going back and forth and arguing and they have different opinions about what they should do, diff- different interests. There are going to be people that probably complain the animus, you know, and right. all that it's almost non-existent. And I'm okay with that. I feel that I, to an extent, I have a theory that they didn't think the series was going to be as big as it is. And I don't think they even knew, okay, how are we going to carry the animus storyline through this? in the background of every game we make because it became a yearly game and I think it became really hard to maintain that and I think a lot of people's complaint that that background story has kind of just gone into just fizzled into nothing I'm okay with that and my defense is the identity of Assassin's Creed is the veiled figure that you get to embody and kill and influence history. Right. And that's what's great. What's not great is getting yanked out of that to be in an office building, walking around, clicking on computer screens. I always thought that was so stupid. And I was like, can I just skip this nonsense and get back to the game? Because I didn't buy this game to be, to be you know, punching a time card in an office to move the story along. So I welcome it. I know there's purists and big Assassin's Creed fans that are disappointed, but I'm, I'm glad they did it. Okay. So just like any other Assassin's Creed game, there's a lot of stuff to do. Is it too 
do you see it as being too overwhelming and then like you're playing the game and going, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on. Or do you think, uh, I guess my, my question is, did they put too much shit in the game or is it just right? It, it, it feels thinner in a good way. I'm not unlocking a city and then being like, oh, holy crap, there's an assassination message, a mission, a theft mission, a this mission, a that mission, just in this little part of the city. That's not happening. Okay. There's little gang hideouts and things you can kind of take over, and there's the classic like climb you know, and get the synchronization. That's in there. But I'm not feeling that sense of like, oh, man, I got to clear this whole area now. Like, uh, I think it was Paul Tassi that referred to that as Assassin's Creed Syndrome. Like, they were worried The Witcher 3 was going to be like that. Right. Like, every city you clear, it's like, well, here's the same 10 cliche missions you just did in the last little area you cleared. I will say it's a little confusing. It's not nearly as linear. In the old older games, you would just kind of move through the map and clear it, and the story kind of followed that, and then you could kind of be the completionist and do everything if you wanted. That's not happening. I'm all over the map. Like, I'm going way down far past areas that are beyond my level. Like, the recommended level for some of the areas is like a 9, and I'm going way down for a mission that's like a level 6. So it's the lack of linear sort of hand-holding... I think may frustrate some players. Once I kind of wrap my brain around what the little symbols meant and what I'm supposed to be doing, I was like, "Oh, I get it now." They didn't they didn't hold your hand enough with that, I don't think. I think a lot of players are going to spend a few maybe a few hours just confused and not sure what exactly they're supposed to do next. And your bit your your home base is on a train, so there's no mm. you don't have this feeling of like we're here and we're moving here in the map. It's like you're just going all over the place. Yeah, I, in Unity, you didn't play Unity, right? You you didn't. I you, did not. Yeah. In Unity, you had a base, um, and you bought an it's an expansion mansion, and you had like a bar and a restaurant in there, and you would go back. But they put it all the way to the far, far like right side of the map. Like it was like super out of the way. Yeah, you could fast travel. Um, at certain parts, like you would go to the section and then fast travel back to your base. It was it was just a pain in the ass. And and you're maybe they, I don't know. I didn't watch you long enough to go back to your place to get money or whatever. But how much money can you hold in your chest? Because in Unity, it was only like I think once it was majorly upgraded, it was like two thousand coins, which filled up in like I don't know half hour. And to go all the way back there to empty it just so it filled back up, it was more of a pain in the ass than anything. To, to try to get money is it the same same thing currently it is the same it's a thousand pounds okay. and i i'm not necessarily understanding it's Why? cool right. but i don't get the point because i fast travel to it and then i'm like okay now i have to get off of this thing so i either fast travel to another place or just jump off and the quickest way to get around is the carriages i didn't even talk about the carriages i like the inclusion of the carriages that's the quickest way to get anywhere is you put the little way marker on the map hop on a carriage and just go um and you know you can run into as much as you want on the way there nothing right. happens right. with the one horsepower that it is it's just flying around the the uh <laughs> the board <Yeah. laughs> all right so i mean what i've watched what i've watched you play of it i mean I'm a, I'm a fan of the Assassin's Creed series. I like going around and doing the stealth missions, sort of like the Batman, where you, you survey the area. It's like a puzzle, and it's always moving. You know what I mean? Like, you got to take this guy out. Before you take this guy out, there's a guy on the roof. you got to figure a way to get across there. I like that stuff um, in the Assassin's Creed series. Is this a must? Like, if you... My, my last one I played, like, religiously was Brotherhood, right? I played eight minutes of black flag just because I couldn't, 
I couldn't take the graphics once I went to, I played Unity because it came with my Xbox. I've tried to play Black Flag and I was like, ah, it seems like I, I love pirates. I was like, I'm going to love this game. And then I was just like, no, nah, I, I, I can't look at it. So I went to Unity and then Unity was just filled with problems left after, you know, right after left. So is this game a must go out and buy? Like if I only had one game to purchase right now, am I buying the Assassin's Creed game or am I holding out for Halo 5 or am I waiting for past that? Man, that's a difficult question. I mean, I I would say the only way that I could say this is a must-buy is for someone who really likes Assassin's Creed games and they hate – and like Unity just left a bad taste in their mouth. I think it redeems the series. I okay. think it's good. It's fresh. It's fun. It's top-notch. But if you're like, I've only got 60 bucks and I like all kinds of games, I would have a difficult time saying to buy this just because – there is so much coming, and the Halo Five was very good, and it still is very good. Like I'm, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right. But I, the, there's so much around the corner. If that's all you got, then then I I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because if you really like stealthy games, it's a meaty game. There's a lot to do, and it really is fun. If if someone was mediocrely interested in the Assassin's Creed games and they like lots of different kinds of games, I'd say maybe wait. But if you're a big fan of the series, it's a solid game with lots to do. Alright, so if you're if you're a fan of the series, you would recommend it. You would definitely recommend yes. it. Okay. Oh yes, I give it a full recommendation. Even if you're not a fan of the series, I think it's a solid game. I don't I don't see enough against it. Um, if people are going to be like, oh, the graphics, the story's not what I wanted, well, wait for it to go on sale. I still think it's worth owning. Okay, so let's jump in. You got any questions for the Assassin's Creed series, Sarge? No, I answered pretty much all of them. Okay, so let's let's jump over to uh, Halo Five, right? You played Halo Five. Um, I got the little screen saver shot on the screen right now. Um, give us your impressions uh, of that. And my opinion about Halo Five is gonna is coming from a person that is not a long time Halo fan. I played through most of the stories because I enjoy a good co op game. That was usually me getting the game during a gaming drought. It was okay. like it, it was cheap, and I was like, oh, I want a fun co op game to play with. You know, my like my sister. The one year was here for the summer, and so we played through Halo Reach. I think it was. So when I say that the games, the campaign is fantastic and fun, and that the weapons look amazing, the graphics, the sound. There was not a single time in this game where I ever thought, well, this doesn't look that great or sound that great. This this game makes the Xbox One look fantastic. Uh, the weapons all have such a unique aesthetic and feel. You got to play with headphones on because the different sounds from the different guns. You go from some of the Call of Duties, it's like every gun sounded the same. It's like, blah, 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 blah. it has that almost neutered effect where that none of the guns have any life or vibrancy not so in halo 5 and i think that that's great the combat in the campaign was good because i felt like i had a lot of options and i never once felt like i was in a scripted fight ever so it was like go ahead oh i was gonna say when you're playing halo did you think of destiny at all i mean the, the similarities of it when you were playing through it no, I mean, because I'm in a shooter and I've played Destiny so much, I kept trying to double jump. Other than that, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you can't, you can't right. double jump. I'm glad they left out double jump. That would have been an easy inclusion with the way that your suit's built and the way that your suit works. A double jump would have made sense contextually. I'm glad they left, they didn't do that. You have this dash you can do and a ground pound, and you can also do this cool running melee thing. 
the way that you interact with it, I think some people saw that ground pound thing and thought, oh, it's a ripoff from Destiny. It's so not. It's so not like it at all, and it's so infrequently effective. I don't I don't really see people like I did it in PvP a couple times and it was just epic. But in the in the campaign, there were only a few times where I felt it was gonna work. Most of the time I tried to use it, I I got punched in the face and died. Okay. So <laughs> so um I I think I, I actually enjoyed the campaign very much. There was once there was one mission that everything just seemed sloppy. There was there was a I didn't have a waypoint at one at one section of it, and I'm trying to escape, and I'm like, where am I supposed to go? Like literally, I don't know. And somebody's like, go up. There's ghosts if you go up, and I'm like, well, how was I supposed to know that the place is blowing up? You know. And leading up to that, there was a really dense area, and my AI comrades were just being boneheads, and I was getting frustrated. I was like, right. "Come on!" Like, I think I think I was I think I popped in at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and then a, and then a guy said who had been following the series, he said, "Well, in a vid doc, they said don't anticipate your AI comrades being all that helpful, even when you're kind of telling them where to go and what to shoot." They're kind of dumb, and I it's I think it's because they didn't want them to carry you since you have four live players, essentially not four live players, but right co-op four right. teammates right. with you, and they also want it to be a soft push to hey go play with other people because they know that's a conduit to on to playing online is if you're playing the campaign with your buddies you're very likely to finish and be like oh let's go check out the online I think it, I, that makes sense to me and I'm okay with that that was my only frustration honestly was so- the, was the the bad AI for the team. So you could you could take the uh, the AI and tell them where to go, like sort of like in Mass Effect. Or, yes. Okay. That's you cool. can tell them where to stand, and you can tell them what to attack. Which once I started kind of using that, some of the sections in the end became a little more manageable because you're 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 having to get different enemies to turn away from you and aggro, and that's that's very useful being able to do that. Okay. Are you able to set up a crossfire when you're trying to get the hunters? Like you tell them to shoot the hunter so you can get in a position where you hit him in the back. Yeah, are they, are they smart I, enough to do that? They, yeah, they were. I, the thing is, is I hadn't played in a long time. I forgot that that was how you fought hunters because I hadn't, I had not played a Halo game in ages. And people were like, "You dummy, you got to shoot him in the back." <laughs> I'm like emptying clip after clip into his face. They're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so then I started doing a that. Noob. I would tell them to attack, and then I would run. I would run around. They they would get his attention. I'd run around and just decimate him, and that was fun because I'm not playing with real people, but right. being able to have that um, that tactic was 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 interesting it was exciting being able to do that so did the ai at least for the most part as good as they were or were not did it make you feel like you were playing with four other live people or no no okay you 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 feel the classic first person shooter i hear chatter in my ear and i see them but i feel alone okay. and they're dying a lot and <laughs> kind of being stupid and it's unfortunate because I, I i wish i would have been a little more patient and played through the whole campaign with some buddies cuz again i i enjoyed the rambunctious rumble sort of always like oh my gosh where where are we supposed to go and the the fight in your flanking and picking up weapons i never felt like the cliche on rails Call of Duty Battlefield shooter where you know what's coming and where you're going to go. It was never felt like that. It was right. very, very well done. The combat was was very uh, bombastic and and well crafted. I think. Okay, so some of the stuff I've noticed, and I'm going to compare it to Destiny because well, Bungie and three four three, you know. Sure. Um, I noticed that what is that thing called the orb that follows you around? 
or near the end, there's an orb following you, right? And then which there's a looks, schematic for some which big, looks giant like a freaking thing. ghost, like 100, percent mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, the AI voice, right? Almost similar with the with the voice that it comes out of it. Um, the banners when you were looking like doing multiplayer, the banners just waiting to get in like into the lobby. I looked at them and I'm like, man, that looks like the same design as Destiny, like. Did they steal it from them, or did Destiny steal it from from them? Well, I mean, it's the same. Remember, it originally was the same people. I know, they but just, they just come split on. off. It's similar ideas. I mean, listen. What, what do you think? In the middle of development, they all talk to each other. Hey, by the way, we're putting banners in. No, 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 remember, no. These games no, are no, being no. developed. They're being developed at what the I'm same saying, time. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is somebody talking to somebody. I, know, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, you would think that once they split, they wouldn't take the same exact things, right, and and put them into the game. I mean. It, there, there's too many there's too many there, I can go into more but it, it kind of ruins the story when I was watching Halo so I won't go into it but just a lot of the stuff that happens in Halo you can't help but go oh that's sort of like Des- oh especially since Nathan uh, Fillion is in it okay that doesn't help so that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't help at all either because <laughs> he's fucking Caden you know what I mean so like <laughs> so it's just all these all these cross I mean come on they could have casted anybody else for that part, uh, either I don't know who, if they did it first or if Destiny did it first, but they could have casted well, anybody for it. Phil, I, I, the, I believe somebody said Fillion and his character Buck. Well, his character Buck was in, is in a previous game. ODST, I believe okay. Buck is in there. I don't know if Fillion's who voice acted him then, though. To Fillion's credit, as a brilliant voice actor. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a huge difference of character, and I like that. Yeah. I just don't know how far along they were. When, because it's him. Of I mean, course, they're, they're in the same him. Rolodex, right? They're like, "Hey, we worked with him when we were at yeah when well, we were over it, there with Microsoft." So let's call him up to work over here. Well, they rendered him and all the characters. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful! Him. It's him. I mean, it's, they look so it's him. good. Yeah, their skin has like a t- like a texture, like you can see. It's like they moisturize. Like the pores yeah. on their skin. I'm like, yeah. wow! <laughs> it's like they moisturized. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> it looks very, very. It's very, very well done. Especially when this, there's no spoiler here. It's it's clear Cortana's a part of the narrative. Yeah, you finally get to see her. She is one of the better designed characters. She looks fantastic. The emotion and the skin and the facial expressions looks. Is just it the same so- woman that played Cortana? Because when I looked at her, I was like, I know it's Cortana, but it looks different. It's like they recasted her or remade her. Yeah, I can't speak to that because I, I, I don't know. I wonder. Oh, that wouldn't make sense. I, I was going to say, I wonder if it's because Bungie owned it and then they made their own if they had to change it up. I don't know because Microsoft owns Cortana. I mean, it's on the Microsoft phones and stuff now, and and Xbox. It's going to be on. So I don't know. I just thought when I looked at her, I was like, I don't know. It kind of, I, I kind of thought they made her a little bit more voluptuous than she was before. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more thickness to her. Like uh, she looked like a real girl instead of like a anorexic model than she did in the originals. Some of the screenshots I saw from some of the older ones, she looked kind of in some ways more objectified in the older games yeah. than in this one. Okay. She looked a little to me. She looked a little less voluptuous in this one. I because mm. there's older ones where she's pretty shapely, and in this one I didn't see that as much. Okay, but yeah. So I, I enjoyed watching. I, I watched you very little, um, just because of my schedule that I had. I, I popped in and popped out. I popped in at the very end, and I was like, mm, okay. So um, we, DLC, obviously. Do you think DLC, or do you, th- do you think you're gonna have to wait um, for a whole full game again? And, and are they gonna come out annually? 
Yeah, I don't know. There's rumors about free DLC. I think that might be getting confused with with what they said about how I believe Nothing's any free. maps that are added will be free for right. PvP because right. they were very animate about how like you don't want to split the the community. That's what DLC maps do. It splits the community up because there's the the 20 million that can't and there's the 20 million that can and then you just slice your community down the middle. I don't know how many they sold. Um so yeah, well, yeah, Dirty Bear saying yeah. he noticed a little reduction a little in her reduction. size, yeah, too. Was, so. That's what I was laughing at. <laughs> um, I, they definitely leave it open. I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. It's not this of course, you know, of course. encapsulated end. But the way that you – this is not a spoiler to say it's about a 70-30 split. You play as Locke about 70% of the time and Master Chief about 30% of the time. Given that reality, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, look, we know a lot of people were disappointed about the lack of being able to play as Master Chief. We've got DLC on the way to extend some of the story and do some more things where you'll get more time as as Master Chief. Because he did seem very light, lightly present, which is odd for a Halo game to not really be playing as Master Chief. So I, I wouldn't be surprised well, if that's one of the big criticisms people have about the game. I think what they're trying to do is set up another franchise, a spinoff, you know, with, what's the other guy's name? I'm sorry. Uh, Locke. Locke. I, I guarantee you they're going to make a whole s- separate series with just him in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. And I, I smell story DLC too. Dirty yeah. Bear says he smells it. I, I think, I think so. Now free or microtransactions, we don't know. I think the rec packs, if they sell at the rate they're hoping, that could subsidize free DLC for story. You know, I just, you know, now, there's... is there any microtransactions in there now for, like, PvP or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, there oh, is. Yeah. Okay, so then, so, yeah, the, the free DLC then seems likely then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and we could transition to PvP because I did play that today. <laughs> I saw you play it today, and it was... <laughs> yeah, it's... This game and Star Wars Battlefront I think any game that attempts to do what they're doing with Warzone and and some of the bigger style modes that are going to be present in Battlefront, the biggest hurdle is the community owning it and saying, we're going to play this right, we're going to team up, we're going to talk. Now, Battlefront's going to have its own unique problem with no game chat. This Warzone has its own issue that Battlefield does where nobody's talking. Everyone's either already in a party or they don't have their mic plugged in, or they're just running solo and they don't care to talk to you. Because so I got in my first It's like game playing Battlefield, right? It's like playing Battlefield where you feel alone in this big, and it's worse because it's this big, huge game where like awesome stuff, stuff supposed to be happening, and it's happening to you instead of you doing it to them. Right. And nobody's talking. I got my first game of Warzone. I was like, so what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? Nothing. I, I nothing. <laughs> I saw I, I saw you get killed three times. Every time you spawned in, they were behind you. Yeah, yeah, and well, that's that's a problem with. The, I think they need to work on that. That is a problem. Even once you know what you're doing, some of the spawns do seem far too exploited. Like it just if if you're defending and they're attacking, you just know where to go, and people are already figuring it out, and that's unfortunate. I, I think it's. I don't know if that problem's ever going to go away when there's a, when there's dying and spawning, and you you know there's generally a trajectory to the game where this team's coming from this side and this team's coming from this side. Um, once you get into war zone where it's more like conquest domination, where you're taking points and trying to do it that way. 
I think it thins it out a bit. It, 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 what my prediction, I think, is is there that it makes it more accessible. Okay. So if you're like me, and I know I can't go toe to toe with any experienced Halo player, even the most modern Halo player is going to probably have their way with me. Now I'm getting pretty good with the pistol again. Way back in the day, I got pretty deadly with just that standard pistol in the original Halo. I got pretty good with that, and but I've not done played that in over ten years. Right. So it opens it up, but you've got to have a team and you've got to be moving together. My most frustrating games were the ones where I said, guys, I keep dying by myself. Where is everybody? They're all experienced Halo players. They're kind of running together instinctually and not really saying anything because they have that sort of call of duty mentality, like that Borg mind. Like they're already in tune with each other because they played Halo and I really haven't. Call of Duty is the same way. You run with guys that know how to play Call of Duty. You kind of don't have to say anything. You just go and do your thing. And so I was the, the loser. I was like, where are you guys? Where are you guys? I'm dying. You're getting to do cool stuff, and I'm not. They're killing bosses and everything else. And so we shifted, and I said, why don't we do this? Let's all, let's just funnel the team and call where we're going, and let's just – so we're together. Right. So that's going to kind of mask how bad I am, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to leave space for me. It's going to make it more accessible. So there's – I'm not solo against two guys. Um, and once we did that, the two games we had after that were brilliant. It was like we were always kind of together and, and, and we were we were in sync and doing things together. And I was like, this is the game that I knew this could be. I'm having fun. Right. We're, you know, we're working together and achieving things <laughs> together. And I'm not having that classic like one-on-one Halo experience where I'm, I'm dead like that. At one point when I came in, you looked. You looked miserable. You were just like, I'm having so much fun. I was just like, I was like, oh man, he is, he is ready to rage. Like he is, he is on the edge. And then within like five minutes later, you're like, you're like, all right, this is great. I'm having, a, I'm having a great time. And then like ten minutes after that, you're like, this is so stupid. I keep, I keep dying. What, what's happening? I was just like, what's going on? I was, I was like, yeah. So how in Warzone? How many people is it? Is it eight verse eight, ten verse ten? What what's Warzone? Twelve on like, twelve on twelve. It's twelve on twelve. Okay. And there's AI. Then there's AI. Okay. Well, it's the thing that my frustration really came from a place of enjoyment. I had good games and it was like, I know what this game can be for me. It can be fun. There can be this synergy and cooperation. And then when you have three games in a row where I literally felt like I wasn't I was disallowed from playing. I was cannon fodder. I was literally taking 20 steps or so and then just dying. Then you just start to feel like, well, what in the world just happened? Like, did I change to a different game, you know? And it really does come down to you have to have a team. You have to be together. Um, That's the only way. That's the only way you're going to enjoy it. And I'm worried. I'm worried that a lot of people are going to pop it in and be like, Warzone sounds cool, like Titanfall. There's AI people I can kill. And they're going to get that, hey, so what are we supposed to do? And then it's going to be dead silence. And then they're going to get decimated and left behind like I was. And then they're going to just walk away, which is unfortunate because I think the game mode does does open up for, for new players. All right. Um, I don't have any other questions for that. I'm pretty good there. You have any questions there, Sarge? No, he pretty much touches on everything I'm about to ask. Now, and, then he, and then he answers it, so actually, we're good. I have one. Um, as far as the... I mean, tell me how good the dedicated servers were. Solid as a rock. All right. Not one... Not one instance of lag. Hey, wait a minute. I shot first. Wait, the hit detection. But none of that. None of that. I mean, and the guys were telling me on the launch day, on the launch day, it was that solid. Right. So 
all these games at launch with problems with their servers and with lag, they can, they can eat it. They can eat it because Halo pulled it off. This game's huge. It was probably the most sold game and most played game day one for Xbox since maybe Destiny. And there's no excuse anymore. There okay. is none. There shouldn't Get be. Get dedicated servers and quit quit screwing around and, and skimping on the money because they are rock solid. Yeah, it looks smooth. I mean, uh, Battlefront had direct, uh, dedicated servers, and it was it was smooth. I mean, the beta ran smooth. So we'll see how their launch goes in, in what, three weeks now? Three weeks? So, oh, I'm getting close, man. Everything's getting so close, I'm getting tingles. Like, all, right. <laughs> all the stuff that's coming out, it's just insane right I'm now. Having, I'm having anxiety because I'm like, I, what I, am I, I going to play really when? Am, I, I really am having I'm, – I'm getting goosebumps. There's too much stuff coming. We're coming down – everything's coming out, everything. All right, so let's uh, let's take a moment of silence real fast so I can run the news uh, segment uh, banner real fast, and then we'll, we'll come back and start the news. All right. So in the news, not much is happening uh, as far as very major discussion wise for the news. But um, we'll we'll jump into a couple of different things. Uh, One thing that's happening on Twitch um, right now, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. And those of you that are in your 30s or higher, I would say you would know who this 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 gentleman is. Um, this is uh, Bob Ross, right? So all you people that are streaming right now, um, just stop because Bob Ross is kicking your ass. And for Halloween, he's dead. And he came back to Twitch, and he's got like 30,000 uh, 30, people that are watching him, right? So go, go figure. Happy trees. Right. Happy, happy trees. Ha- happy trees. So 37,000 people uh, or more now are watching. I don't know what is. It is actually right now. If someone in chat wants to go look, he's in the creative section. You can't miss him. But let's just talk about Bob Ross for a second. I mean, who here watched him uh, either by force by your parents or <laughs> you watched him by yourself? I mean, he's a he's a living, breathing Xanax. Right. Is what he is. Could, before before Xanax was even out. Right. He's, if you were like super pissed. And you just and turned on Bob, Bob Ross, Ross, he would, he would you calm would you down. Out, yeah. Right, you mellow out completely. Now, in a in a in a related story, me and Sarge, we uh we created this board game, right? And we'll talk about that later down the road. But uh, we went to get investors, and Bob Ross's son was one of the investors interested, uh, which was pretty funny. And he has the exact same hair <laughs> as his father. Yeah. It's the funniest thing. So. Yeah. Um, when he when he introduced himself to us, we were like we're like Ross. I was like, you don't have any relation to to Bob Ross, do you? And he's like he's like oh yeah that was that was my father. And I was like, I could tell just because of the hair. I mean it was just it was uncanny. Great, great guy, yeah, he really, really nice guy. Was a great guy. So well, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say the reason it's so relaxing and stuff to watch him. I forget what they call this. They've studied this. It's like it's like ADSM. It's like audio sensory something. It's basically sounds that are. It's it almost feels good to hear them. You get kind of goosebumps and you kind of relax, like when a really soft spoken person, you know, does like a guided meditation or something. And there's these videos on YouTube of girls like, you know, they they go through a whole thing where they like rub their hand on a brush or tap their fingernails on wood, and it's like super relaxing. That's like Bob Ross didn't even mean to do that, but the sound of the brush tapping and his light voice, like. Yes. 
it is unbelievably relaxing. Like, I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Props, you know, props that he's uh, <laughs> he's being watched by that many people on Twitch. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's crazy. I I don't think they have a choice. I think they they heard Bob Ross was on and they just automatically. I have to listen well, to Bob Ross. Twi- Twitch is doing this thing where they literally got the rights to to all his content, and they're doing a marathon. It's going to be running. Um, it doesn't say in this article. <laughs> marathon of Bob Ross. It's a marathon of Bob Ross. Um, <laughs> so you can watch every single episode of Bob Ross if you just want to go into like super chilled mode for the next like week. But have at it. Twenty four seven Bob Ross on Twitch. So I think that was. I think that's pretty pretty freaking cool. Well, given that Amazon owns Twitch, I, I wonder if there's if there's more on the way like this where they get the rights to movies, TV shows, something, and then they have community watch nights and stuff where you watch, a, you know, can you imagine watching this week's Walking Dead live and having a chat going like crazy like that? Like just, I don't know, I could I could see room for that with given that Amazon owns Twitch. Right, right. Who knows? Who knows what they have in store? I mean, <laughs> um, hey, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, it'll be like. Um, hopefully, it doesn't get too out of hand though, because Twitch is supposed to be Twitch. I'm hoping it's not going to be like MTV, where MTV did show videos and then over a period of time, they just became this ridiculous network and then it never showed a video again. Well, like, I'm hoping it doesn't follow that. I think. Kind of, that I think they have to though, as a as a a new beast. Right, I mean, this is an untapped market. They're making it as they go. Right? There's, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the Creative Channel. I mean, now they're showing Bob Ross on there, and maybe that's why they're doing it to get bring more attention to the creative section. Um, but there's some kick-ass people um, that are on there. I watched the guy, and I found him through the t- weekly Twitch stream. Every update they do uh, on Fridays, you guys can watch that on uh, on Twitch. Uh, they talked about this guy who was a leather worker. Right, and he literally created everything from leather, and he's a video game uh, enthusiast, right? So he streams live of him working on leather's thing, and he creates video game themed, uh, you know, uh, if it's a if it's a vest, if it's a sword, if it's a knife, if it's a coin. He made a coin, uh, all of leather. I mean, it's just really cool stuff. There's there's like tattoo artists, there's people that just do graphic design on on. It's it's very cool. So if you if you don't know what you're doing and you're really up late, if you're not watching 30 and still gaming at from 11 to 2 in the morning, Creative Channel. That's what I do on Sundays usually. I watch the Creative Channel. Um, it's got some cool cool things to to go over there and watch. On I mean on this subject, if you've got yours pulled up, I think you need to put yourself in gaming talk shows. I don't think you're in a you're not in a it's not it's not showing me you're you're playing anything right now. Um, it's updated on my end. It says it says uh, gaming talk show on my thing. I'll update it um, again. But he's we'll lying. No, he's being Twitch, lied to. Twitch is. Twitch is being stupid. My background image wasn't showing on my channel, so something's going on. It's fine okay. as long as it's showing it on yours. <clears throat> Chad, if you want to check that out for me and see if I'm in the uh, the gaming channel, please. That helps. Pull on on my end, on my end, it says I don't. I, I can't bring up my end because it'll slow down the the stream itself. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't don't mess with it. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine the the foreshadowing of this though? Is if programming starts to become more. Um, it's on demand. It's easy, easy, easy to come by, and everybody gets a chance to do what they're going to do on Twitch. That if it, if things start to take hold, then you're going to see the down, the fall of the networks. Because who wants to watch network TV when I'm watching the same stuff over and over again? Right. How many sitcoms can you watch with the same story plots with just different characters? Right, right, right. At least, at least you have something else to watch. There's something else to do, you know, to look at. Well, they or, also do or, live or concerts. Are- they also do live concerts on Twitch. 
So I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, more more networks are going to get surpassed. There was this was three three months ago or so that uh, Twitch passed uh, both CNN and MTV in viewership. So I mean, it's awesome. they're they're going to just start taking them down at one at a time. That you can't compete with this. It's more interactive, more fun, and right. TV, especially with Netflix, the good TV shows are are going onto the web. They're not on. They're not on the networks anymore. I mean, if you look right now <laughs> on my phone. I don't know if you guys can see that. Creative is third overall. That's okay? great. Because of Bob Ross. Okay. <laughs> so I, I th- whatever they're trying to do, they're doing it well. They're bringing it up to the forefront uh, on Twitch. Um, so the next story that we got going on is we got Electronic Arts has announced that Mirror's Edge Catalyst has been delayed from February 23rd till May 24th. Now, the reason I bring this up, is there's no reason they there's no reason why they're doing it. They're just doing sure there it. is. Well, no, no, sure there is. What I'm saying is in the article it says they didn't disclose why they're doing it. They're just doing it. You know, right? So you don't need to say. You don't. My to question anything. to you guys is why do you think they're doing stuff like this? They're smart. Number one, they're smart. They probably know they can't make the deadline. You know, they all set the deadlines. You need a deadline. However, you know as well as I do now that the the priority now is if your game launches crappy, you can pretty much kiss it goodbye. So if they're not, if they don't have the testing done for whatever it is they're trying to do with their game, and it's not solid enough, and they know they're not going to make that deadline, and they push it back, which is completely fine, you know. At this point, the level of technology that we're using, you need a certain amount of time to to develop the game. You need time to test. You need time to to develop and, and, and innovate whatever it is you're trying to do. Two years, a game coming out every year is not doing a lot. You have the same engine. You might pop in a few new things. But a great game, a AAA title that wows everybody and everybody who's waiting for it to come out again, you need you need two three years. Three, I would think three years is the minimum, especially if it's a very heavy and uh, story driven game. You need the time. So I, I'll, I'll tell you this: I bet you it doesn't come out in May. I bet you it comes out next fall. You think they're going to push it back even more? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what yes. comes out in May. So maybe uh, nothing. Maybe maybe strategically they just moved it back because of games that were coming out. Maybe they found out. Uh, you know, maybe a DLC of. Destiny or something's coming out, and they decided to push it back. You know what I mean? Who knows? Well, I always find it interesting that we, we play around with this time frame as far as economics is concerned about how long a game stays out for at full price before it, it gets pushed back. You know, they lower the price because, you know, it's been out for a while, and the, and the sales have dropped off. They're trying to get a, re, a, a reinvented enough sales. So it's like a movie almost like so you don't you don't want to release too close to another big title because then no one's going to buy that game it's going to be superseded by some other game right and then you don't you'll you'll generate the revenue but just not as much as you would have if it it was released during a time when there was nothing else really going on you know so what i'm curious to know is uh do they really take a loss on that do 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 these games who try to i guess henpick where they're going to go in the year you know, you want you want the the backing of people who are buying games for the holidays, but at the same time, if I come out with a game that's not either a first person shooter or a super RPG, and I try to come out in the middle of everything else, I'm not going to get purchased, and I might not get purchased until there's a game drought. But how how do you guys decide on what you're going to buy? Like, do you really have limited funds? I'm a gamer. Do you really have limited funds on what games you're going to buy? I can only buy two games for the year or three games for the year. I don't I don't see it that way. What I see it as as time frame, right? So if we buy a game and it's awesome and we tear through it and then we're on to the next game, so what's the big deal of when the game comes out? If we're going to buy it, we're going to buy it. If we're not, we're not, right? Right. Or is it or is it I'm just so bored for God's sake somebody release a game, I can't play any more backwards compatibility crap. 
somebody come out with a game in June, just one time, just come out with a game in June. Like everybody holds off until the holidays. I'm I'm trying to find a list here. What comes out in February? Go ahead, uh, Lono. Go ahead. I, I was going to say that this is great because what we're seeing then is developer developers have been saying this for a long time. They've been saying to the publishers, "You need to give us more time. You need we, we ha- these these development schedule these release schedules are unrealistic. They don't they're not in line with you don't you don't develop software this way. You don't you don't develop really anything this way. Like well, here, it needs to be done by this day to just get it done because right. anybody in the any industry of any section of the world knows you're going to sacrifice quality, which then is then bad for the future of the product and the company. So movies don't do that. I mean, movies have their release dates, but those release dates are usually, you know, pushed they're way out. They know like we're working on the movie now, then there's post production, then there's press, there's marketing, and then the movie comes out. There's not like this scramble and then all of a sudden right. they're like, here's Star Wars. Like they, 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 they don't <laughs> do that, but they do that with video <laughs> games. And developers have been saying that you can't do this. This is unhealthy. It's bad. It's why. And then they get a bad rap. Like for the longest time, people blame the wrong, like the wrong people. Oh, it's the developers. They're making these crappy games. And it's like, no, nope. they want to make great games and they're unable to. So I think this is great. I think it, it's it's proving two things. The gamers are in more control and have more power. I've right. been saying, I continue to say this. This is my one string banjo that tw- Twitch and YouTube have changed the game. Like when I was a PC gamer and a game went unpatched, what, what would you do? You'd go to a forum and complain about it, and then that was the end of it. They're, right. Oh, well, oh well. You I just knew about it, and then you just you yeah. just dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah, and right. you could tell you could tell your friends and complain to them, and that was pretty much the end of it. But not so anymore. If a game launches and it goes unpatched or needs a really big patch day one, or it has all these You're problems, done. all it takes is a big streamer, a big YouTuber, to be like, look at this dookie game with all these problems. And everyone's like, eh, not buying it. you know. And right. I think that's why right. there's so much attached to these betas. Betas and alphas are cool. They're encouraging, but they're all closed, and you're signing non-disclosed agreements because they don't want you to say anything because all it would take is one person saying, yeah, I played it and it sucked. And then, then nobody goes and that hurts sales forecasts. So... There's this real – I think there's a tenseness right now. There's this like we want you to test our game, but we don't just say anything because you can hurt our sales forecast. And we're trying to convince the publishers that betas and alphas are a good thing and longer development schedules are a good thing. So I think delays will be normal, and I think release dates should be from this point on seen as very, very flexible and fluid. Unless it's a Call of Duty you know, every November, I think we should just be like – uh, maybe. Right. It'll come out in right. December. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. I don't think I don't think this game by any means is going to be like blockbuster sales numbers. You know what I mean? I mean, the first one did well for this type of game, but I, I don't see like this game knocking off a Fallout Four, or knocking off a Destiny, or knocking. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it has its niche market. So I think, it, like I like Lono said, I think it's smart for them to delay it. And, you know, if they know it. It's not going to take a big chunk of change. It's just it's going to make a good amount of money for that studio, right? Which helps that studio out. But if if it makes a better game, now here's the here's the thing they do now, right? Where if they delay it, like they want to delay it, and then it comes out and it still is unfinished or has problems, well then you can bitch and moan about it. But if 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 it comes out and it's a smooth game, I think all games have their issues now when they come out regardless because it's just so massive and the graphics are so high demand and the, the systems can't handle it. And I, I kind of think they do it on purpose just to see if they get that following of that that dedicated 
consumer. You know what I mean? Because if you're a person that goes on the forums and complains about that game, it means you're interested in the game and you want to see it be better, right? I mean, look at Destiny, right? They've changed it a bunch. Uh, and people say that they don't hear the community, but they are. They are here in the community. So much so, we'll talk about it in Destiny, two shows ago or three shows ago when Lona was on, uh, Sarge and I talked about certain things that he, Sarge actually came up with. And now they've implemented those. Now, I'm not saying that they listen to Sarge, okay? But what I'm saying is we know video games, and we put our input in, and it's out there on the internet, right? So it's proof that we know what we're talking about, and now they're implementing it into the game with the, what is it, the uh, legendary mode that they're coming out with now, right? Is that what they're oh, doing? Oh, the, cha- challenge, the challenge mode. mode, where you have to kill people in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Go back. I aired it earlier today. Episode 19, you can hear us say it, talk about it, what they should bring into destiny and they and they are so let's go on to the next topic next topic is um uh steam steam players uh read the rpg fine print and got rewarded for it so basically what they did in the terms of services okay everyone reads it if you want to do a beta if you want to do something you just scroll down to the bottom you hit accept because you either Come on, accept, Lono, do you read it do you read it lono come on be honest do you read anything that says I, yes I'll, or no i'll be honest no, I, I read the first paragraph and then I look at it and I'm like, no. And I scroll all the way to the bottom and then just click yes, I accept. Because I mean, yeah, you... I could be releasing the rights of my firstborn child. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I agree. Just install it. Let's go. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you they come on, knocking you on your door you when he's on, ten years old? Go? Yeah, they they you come. You they can't come click on, on the door. You can't click on yes until you scroll down. Before it used to be able you could just click yes and move on. Now they make you scroll like you think they think you actually read it and then you can hit yeah. And then you can excuse continue. me. Uh, uh, say no to rage. Are you say no to rage? Yeah. Um, um, well, we're going to take Stinks now. He's 10 years old. Uh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> signing this, um, but we, uh, you signed this non-disclosure agreement and, and said yes to this beta. Uh, we get your born, firstborn ch- or secondborn child at 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's coming to work with That's us so in the game dumb. factory. So what? They're, they're bragging because they read something. They read uh, the fine print and they got a key to the next game. Here, here's what I have to say. Well, no. So basically what they did was... Congratulations. Um, and, and this is smart now, right? And now, because it's getting press, and we're talking about it, right? Not that anyone watches this show except for the nine people that are here. But uh, basically <laughs> the lawyers, right? The lawyers uh, said this is a smart thing to do because now what it'll make people do, it'll make more people read the terms of service um, and read and say, hey, if I contact somebody, maybe I'll get something for free. Or maybe not. Maybe everyone will start reading them again and they won't give out anything to anybody because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to read before you sign anything. So I just thought it was a cool little story where they did. And that what they get rewarded is I believe they get multiple um, beta keys for their upcoming games. So it, And they only give it out to 100 people. So either 100 people did it or only two people did it and they want this out there. So... 99 other people do it. I don't know. So I just thought well, it was a, a cool tactic. Well, what you're saying is, is is true to the fact, though, that if, God forbid, they actually do put something in there that you missed reading. And let's say after two years of, because let's say it's a digital download, and let's say after two years, the game just erases from your hard drive. Like, we, we, we want our game back type thing. Like, we don't get it. And, like, you're like, where'd the game go? Right. Like, oh, well, you, when you decided you wanted to play it, it says that we're going to hang around on your hard drive for two years, and after that we think you're done with it. So we're just going to get – it just it just erases from your hard drive. What's to say any something along those lines? Uh, that's why you, you're supposed to read it, yes. But if, if it says something that I have an option to say yes or no to, then it makes sense for me to read it. But if I can't play the game at all unless I click yes – Well, that's yes, the option. The option much- is – the option much, is yes. No option. Do you want to play it or no? You want to play it, but you don't want to hit terms of service. So no, you can't play it. So, right. 
it doesn't it, to me it doesn't make sense we you know you have to click yes a matter of fact there shouldn't be a no button there should there i mean who's clicking no Right. I just gonna... <laughs> I just spent sixty dollars on the game. I clicked no. I'm like you know I, I read through the disclosure and I didn't feel I didn't feel it was you know up to par. So I'm returning the game. And then you can't return it, right? What's the? Can you use that as a reason to return it? Can you say that I didn't like the the license agreement on my on my game? That's why I'm going to return it since I can't play it. Well, I, I think it's long? funny. They're so long. I I feel like a woman's going to grab a bottle of wine. Okay, get a nice, nice and cozy blanket, sit on the couch, and read the term of service for for the night because that's how long these terms of services are uh, agreements. You know, they just sit and sit back. What are you gonna do tonight? You're, oh, I'm reading this novel. Oh, what is it? It's uh, it's terms of service for a uh, uh, Battleborn. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's it's ridiculous how long and these they don't, things are. They don't they don't make paragraphs. It's just one giant it's block of information. It's not even broken jargon. up. You like your day. Yeah. You're, yeah, firstborn child, urine sample. What, what I like, I what agree. I like, what I like that the GTA just did is they did they did this slasher thing for yeah. Final so we can bring that up next. Did you, hear, did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's something interesting. There's slasher mode in GTA, <laughs> so another reason I... to go back for Halloween. Yeah, so they what they did was they brought, and obviously this is just for um, Xbox One and PS4 and PC. It's not for the old uh, consoles. So if you're still on the old console, stop crying. Just uh, save up your money and, and, and go get a new new generation. Or Christmas is coming. Um, or or start a stream and start asking people to donate some money so you can get an Xbox One or a PS4. Yeah, just ask people for money. <laughs> That's Easy. it. I mean, come on. So um, so what they did was they they put it in and there's like a new a new mode where I believe it's um it's six people or seven people total. One's the murderer, and this other six people are like hiding right. And you have to stay away no, from fl- the murderer. They have flashlights. Yeah, and they have flashlights, and yeah. you don't want to be spotted because then they come. At, at, you know, you get killed. Um, if you survive and win, then you get different bonuses. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You get you get three minutes. You have to survive right. for three minutes, and then you'll get a shotgun. Right. You get a, you get the bonus of the shotgun. Right. 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 You have to live for three minutes before you get the shotgun. Right. I think it's cool. And and look at this. It's 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 something cool for Halloween. Halloween. Just... Right. They get new cars. You got a hearse, a souped up hearse. They got a bunch of other bobbleheads for your and whatever riders. you find during that portion of the game is you keep with you for the rest of the game. That's right. it. Right. Yeah. So it's a it's a fun little DLC that they did, and, and it's free. Right. Uh, every single DLC that Grand Theft Auto has done is free, and that's because of their microtransactions of the shark cards and stuff that they do. So, which which I guess says a lot about microtransactions in that way, right? Nothing that they have in the game is game breaking, right? And. People are just buying to buy whatever. Well, I mean, not game breaking because buy. right because if multiplayer, um, you can't use the tank in battles with each other. But in the open world free roam, yeah, you can purchase your tank that you paid for with your shark cards or your gold plane and use it in the open world part, but not in like the actual head to head matchups. You know what I mean? So it's nothing go- uh, breaking there. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, all right, so I don't think we have any. We're about an, yeah, an hour and two minutes in, so let's uh, let's switch gears. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, our favorite. Oh Lord, our favorite uh, game of all time, or what we all play. So to start this, I want you to watch this. I'm gonna start it up. Let me uh, let me get full screen over here. Let me pause it. Okay. I don't think I've got enough scotch for this. This discussion. is this is a two minute two minute and sixteen second long uh, video. So let me let me bring it up. What this is, let me let me pitch it for you real fast. So basically what someone did was they took the Star Wars trailer, all the dialogue, okay, all the dialogue, um, 
and they put it over the Destiny all visuals, all Destiny visual stuff. So it's pretty epic. So uh, let's uh, let's watch that. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here. It'll be like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Who are you? I'm no one. Perfect editing. I have to say bravo. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. <laughs> the dark side. The Jedi. Sorry for the volume, it's super loud. So I, I thought that was I, I thought that was cool. I had to, I had to. Aren't you Aren't you proud that there are people that exist on the planet that can do this? Are you serious? Is that great? I thought I, I came that, across that and I was just like, that is fantastic. I see. I told you. What did I say? This I said this like ten weeks ago. I said if you take Star Wars and do anything with it, it makes it better. Can you imagine if Destiny was Star Wars? My my mind would just blah, just explode. Right. I mean, it's just it was just awesome. So I thought it was needed to be seen. Lona looks a little shocked. <laughs> I think he's I just can't like okay, so the th oh man, I got so much rattling around in my brain. I'm I go usually ahead, go ahead, that's speak, what this is for. <laughs> I usually go can speak it. pretty freely. I'm kind of stunned here. Like I think that it proves that the like the aesthetic of Destiny is beautiful. Oh, absolutely. If you, if you put dramatic music and story beneath it, there is so much power there. Like, I can't, I couldn't believe how good that was. Like, <laughs> even though, like, I even kind of watch as if, like, let's imagine this isn't Star Wars, and I, I kind of try to keep my nostalgia right, right, at bay. Right. It still was so good. Right. Like, the way that was put together. Like, if that was oh Destiny, if that was, the th if that was the actual thing, the pitch for Destiny, sold. Mm -hmm. I would pay, I would pay $100 for that right now. <laughs> you know what That's, I mean? Uh, that could be like a resume for that guy. He could get a job just from that. It's so no, good. I thought it was, I thought it was I thought it was wonderful. My favorite part is when they they cut to uh, uh, Oryx, where he's looking out over the over the solar system, and it's it's fucking uh, oh god, I, I can't think of the 
Kane, whatever his name is. Come on, Big Mama. You know what it is. Uh, Rilo, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm destroying my own show here. Kylo Ren. Jesus, thank you. Okay. It's sitting above you. It's right there. The little guy is sitting right there. He's he's being covered. (laughs) He's being covered by another character that we're actually going to be promoting at the end of this show because I'm announcing what's on the giveaway tomorrow at the end of the show. So, um, yeah, so I I was just speechless when I watched that. I was just like, that is amazing, right? And uh, apparently Lona was speechless too, and I was glad about that. Think about about the vision, though. The man had to see what scenes to put in for that damn trailer. Are you serious? He's an editor. That is not not someone, anyone just putting shit together. That is someone who's got an eye. He's got a terrific eye for that. There's no other way to do that. All right, so other Destiny news, basically... How do you guys feel about the little Halloween addition that they uh, they put in this week? I don't like busy work for no prizes. Well, you don't know if there's prizes or not yet, right? We would have heard about it already. Uh, okay, I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do it. it when it, when right. did it come out? It came out on it came out on Monday. 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 At, at the, 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 the beginning Monday. of the, uh, the 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 turnover Tuesday. Yeah, I had a short day Monday and played Assassin's Creed, and I I heard about it, and I was like, oh, what? It's cosmetic. Like, I just, I didn't have time to do it, and then Tuesday I was doing Halo in the hard raid, so yeah, I didn't even get a chance to to check it out. I mean... Just sit back down, man. You are good. You are not missing anything. You're not really missing anything. At least we don't know yet. We don't know if you're going to do some quests and then you get some exotic weapon or some cool weapon for Halloween. Don't fall for that shit. No, it's not fall for it. We don't know, right? They could do something. I mean, last year, all they gave us was jack-o'-lanterns, right? And I still had the jack-o'-lanterns from last year, right? So they brought back the jack-o'-lanterns this year, but at least they did decorative, you know, which they listened to the consumers, right? Last year, they were like, really? This is all you did for Halloween? You gave us freaking jack-o'-lanterns? You know what I mean? So... Here we are one year later, you know, and they decorated the whole place. I thought it was cool. The Halloween masks, I think, are pretty uh, interesting. Getting candy, you know, uh, which is kind of funny because everyone that plays Destiny is like, ooh, piece of candy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they when, when something drops, when an engram yeah, drops. Engram. So, I mean, I think it's funny that they did it, and I think it's a little on purpose that they did it that way, you know. So the candy looks like engrams. They're like smaller engrams. Um, so, I don't know. I think the whole the whole thing is is a nice little I, I, refreshment here, from uh, them. I got my own little statistical data here, and I'll just let this run into this. The average age of a gamer now is 35 years old, okay? And you know most of the people who are playing this game are at least in their 20s. I don't give a shit about some stupid-ass mission that does nothing for me except to keep me doing more busy work for no reason, okay? I'm still trying to figure out why they want you to play so many hours a day before let's 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 take out the microtransactions now why they want you to be playing their game every day for what reason there is no uh, what so you are don't you play afraid, other games are you afraid that i'm not going to come back and play your game yeah, every once in a while that's exactly I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what's the reason behind making me stay longer on your game i don't think i don't if think there was they're no transactions if there's no microtransactions and what am i playing what what do you care what i play well they, this is it right for the game to be on I'm people's late. minds all the time, okay? They, they're they letting you play. And the average person, we talked about this on last week's show and the week before and the week before. Five hours a week. It's about four to five hours a week, right? And some people on Destiny, the the average gamer for Destiny puts in about 15 hours, okay? So think about that. A regular consumer only plays about five hours a week, okay? A regular consumer on Destiny plays about 15 hours a week. So... They make you come back every day. There's something new. There's arms day. There's reset day. There's trials day. There's an iron banner day. There's 
candy coming this yeah, week. Yeah, but it, it will be there for me. It will no, be there for me. I, I come if on. If you want to experience Destiny at its fullest, though, you come back every day. You're like, oh, well, here's a new strike they put in or a new daily where there's a secret weapon that you only can get from this thing. Uh, and oh, it, that's no, that's different story. It's the same thing. No, no, same thing. No, that is not the same thing. It is the same thing. Right? That that is a pers- a, a purposeful mission. No, something but, to come. I have to be paying attention for to get online or at least use, use the app and go. Oh crap! What's today's daily? Is it the black spindle? Oh crap! I got to get home because I got to get the black spindle because I haven't gotten it. But yet. that's just that's it. Purpose- it's all. It all comes down to they want you on playing for about two to three hours a night a day. That's what it comes down to. Because if you do a, if you do a strike takes about 20 to 45 minutes all depending if you die or whatever then if you do another mission it takes this oh before i do that mission i have to go drop this off go to the tower and the load screens there just enough time they, they, it's very everything's planned out with destiny my everything belief, is very planned out. my belief is that's because th- this is the first game i think in a while that's being tracked totally they are they are watching what everyone does completely to get a good sense Oh, yeah. of what the sequel will do because they want to see what we like and we don't like. So they have to put things in the game that make you come back so they can track what you're doing. Are you doing strikes? Are you doing missions? Are you doing raids? Who Are, are you doing it with multiple people? Are you doing it with the same people? They can get a ton of statistical data from just putting things in the game and having you come back on a daily basis. That is the purpose of it. Okay, It's right. not in a bad thing. I don't mean it in a bad way. No. But like, I think that if you're going to do something for Halloween, yeah, just like anything else, give me something. Well, they are giving you something, right? You, you don't right. have to do the quest. I can use the glue on the paper. No, no, but you don't have to do the, the quest, right? After Halloween's over. It's a I'm choice. Like, it's, I well, I think, I think it's two-tiered, though. I think McCluskey's – I mean, I think McCluskey's half right. I think there's another piece to this. I think Halo is part of this. I think that the timing of the hard raid – is is was co- clearly coincided with 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 Halo's launch because everybody was playing the hard raid right up until the point of the reset on Tuesday, and then they did this on Monday, Monday of all yeah. days. Like what? Like Halloween is is not now. It's in a couple of days. It's because the hard raid got like the hardcore guys and the you know the guys like me that wanted to get in there and beat it. But then for everybody else, there's just that content relevancy. And guess what? When I pulled up Flipboard on my phone and I was scrolling through news feeds. That's how I found out about Halloween and right. Destiny because it was in the gaming news feeds right on the like the cusp of Halo coming, right? Because they want that content relevancy and that competition because I think that's part of their their plan and strategy is you got to stay in front of people. So McCluskey's got it. They do. Yeah. They want you coming back every day. They also, you have to remember, John Hobson is like one of the guys in charge of their testing that they did when they were designing the game. He's got a PhD in like behavioral science yep. and brain studies. So they know what they can get people to do for many, 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 many hours. Right. And that's why the game largely is 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 been compared by GameSpot in that video to gambling and the addictive nature of that. They did a two-year study, a two-year study for Destiny before it even came out mm-hmm. to do this to to find why people were hooked to hook people. Right. Imagine imagine the studying for the, just to see the psychology on why you're playing the game. That seems a little that seems a little long to study, doesn't it? Obviously, there's something else in the in the background that we we're not going to discuss now because we don't have enough time. However, I think it's very very interesting that that much time was spent on the psychology of it. And I'll just say right now, for some reason, 
I don't care how long the game's been out for. I love head headshotting Cabal. There's something about <laughs> it's like the popping head- a cherry, oh, yeah, yeah. Cabal yeah. every time. Yep. Every it's my time. favorite headshot. It, yep. It's not. It's not even. It's I don't the, even it's know. It's the sound it makes anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, the popping noise and the little hiss afterwards, and I, 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 I'll do it all day long. I, it, I love using scout rifle. I love using scout rifle just for that purpose. The, the the most thing that I loved before Destiny came out, where you pop the Cabal's heads, is knifing someone in the face on uh, uh, Battlefield 4, right? When you came up behind him and you just stabbed him and, the, and you stabbed him. That, yeah, but who remembers it, when you had to block? Remember what, yeah, yeah, remember when you had to block. But it was just... You figured the, out you could block from the front? It was just so... Was epic. It was epic. just so awesome when you did it. And that's the same feeling I get when I pop someone's head in uh, in Destiny. It's just that sound it makes and it's just so satisfying. It's just... I don't know why. My brain just... I feel like a lab rat and I'm getting cheese. That's exactly how I feel when I play this game sometimes. I know I'm just, being watched. Just shut your brain off. Right, right. Just, just, just enjoy play. it. Stop thinking about it. I mean, and none of, not that I know yet. Maybe, maybe we'll find out by tomorrow. Maybe someone will figure it out. But I think right now people that have farmed the quests for the, for the candy and gotten all the masks and did all the quests and got maybe – I'm only a level two on one of the quests – so maybe who knows if there's three or four or level five, uh, what they're gonna drop we don't, we don't know yet. But someone will find out before this week is over. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see what happens. And then you'll be that person that didn't do it, and they're gonna drop a piece of gear that only comes out during Halloween or some helmet that only comes out during Halloween. Everyone's gonna be like, oh man, why didn't I do it? And then they're gonna have you by your balls. So when they come out for Christmas. You're gonna be like, I'm doing everything for Christmas, right? So that's that's basically what they're gonna do, right? I want to I want to get back to the the point that Lona was making about relevance relevancy for for the uh, content, right? The way I look at it, and I know my probably I'm not alone on this, but I don't think it's the correct way to look at it. But I look at it as a, a several filters, right? The content is poured in the top, and there's several filters. Certain people are gonna do certain content, some other people are gonna do other content, and the cream de la creme of the content, like the hard raid. And knowing you have to have a good crew of people and do that is going to be the smallest amount, okay? Because that's what they like to do. So on one end, you're thinking that, well, they're doing a good job because they're giving, they're giving content to different levels of people who want to do different things, right? Right. Everyone's not doing the same thing. And then the other side of the spectrum, you have the people who are saying, well, I'm left out of this content or I don't like to do this content. So I'm on the side that says, I think they're doing a better job I don't think it's so much as a leaving people out, but like, for instance, the position that you're in, 30, which is you really want to get to 300. I'm going to back you on this one because I did research on it, and I, and I get what you were talking about now. I got what you were saying. You are not getting a 300 drop, even though you're at 298 or 299 on right. any engram that's going to help you slowly, slowly get go closer up. to 300 right. unless you actually go through partial part, part of, of the, the raid. raid. Right. Part of the raid. Not, you don't have to finish it. But just to get a piece of the gear out I of mean, that one. I mean, 300s do drop. And that is holding you back. And I believe I agree with you on that completely. I It, it shouldn't drop often, but I did get a 300 uh, engram drop from just running around. I've and gotten I think one. it's not I've often one. enough. Right. But yeah, but it's not often enough to make you get to 300 without doing the raid. And even then, when it dropped at 300 and then I infused it, it didn't give me the full... 300 no. it only gave me up to like the 298 or 299 right. for, you need for to that get like several drops i'm sorry please go ahead lono well we i didn't get to talk about this on the podcast this week on the weekly because mike brought it up uh 30 brought it up That's right. you can say my name That's right uh, okay so yeah mike brought it up and i i, I didn't get to kind of I, I wanted to bat it around a bit more because i'm curious because my, my thought is 
if if we sort of give you what you want and and you, we give you an inroad to get to my light level at 313 I think is my max currently right if you can get there without running the raid what what incentive do I have for going through the grueling process of running the raid? What per, why why do I why should I? I can do what you're doing, right? So that 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 was the question I didn't get to ask you. All right, well the gear the, the gear wise. So let's just say I'm not a person that does the raid at all. I don't have time. I'm I'm just a casual gamer. Um, maybe I do PvP on the side. Um, and then when Iron Banner comes around, uh, there's people going to be at 313 or your level 310 or 313 okay and then i'm going to go an iron banner and i'm only at 300 because i i i can't do the raid or maybe i don't have six friends to do the raid with right now i'm an iron banner now i have a disadvantage because i can't get up to that level no matter what i do i'm stuck at that level right so what they're doing is they're show, they're telling me how to play the game where if i'm just a casual person just like if i was in um world of warcraft i used to be a huge world of warcraft person right i could hit max level okay doesn't mean I had the best gear, but I had max level, right? Which is the rank, okay? Where this is coming down to actual gear, and the gear gives me my light level, which gets me to where I need to go. So I don't have enough outlets, and now they're putting it in, and a lot of people are not still not getting drops uh, in the nightfall, okay? So either they lied or they didn't put up the percentage high enough to, to drop the 300. Even if they do drop 300 and I can only run it, let's say I have one character, Okay, I do one nightfall a week, okay, and I happen to get the 300 drop. It's going to take me, let's say, if I'm lucky, seven weeks or eight weeks just to get one of each gear, if I'm super lucky, to get a gun, to get a secondary, to get a third, you know, to, to get a, a heavy, to get my ghost, to get my helmet, to get my gloves. Once I get all that, it's like nine weeks if I have one character. Now, if I have three characters, it cuts it in the third. Okay, where I can maybe get that gear for that person uh, if it's not armored to swap with the Titan or the Hunter or whatever. So the only way for me to get where you are is to delete my Warlock and delete my Titan and just run three Hunters. Okay, that way they all have the same light level and I can run the Nightfall three times a week. I could run, uh, get my, my marks up three times a week, uh, even faster, so I could buy purple engrams so I could break those down to maybe get a chance to you know what I mean it's very long it's a it's a very stretched out period of time before I can get to where you are without running the raid but see I, I I agree with you to the point but all I was what I'm looking for you to get is just to get to the 300 because remember once you get to 300 you're allowed to buy the three of coins right and then you become then the boss dropping. hunter yes right you become the boss hunter and then when you start hunting bosses you have a you have a chance of getting a 310 exotic Correct. to drop because you're 300 right and that allows you to buff yourself up without going to the raid so you can actually become raid ready just by hunting bosses correct now there are right? people that are 300 without getting the raid, right? But we the have, dead we, zone is too long. The we dead have a friend zone between two ninety something and three hundred is it took way me, too it long. It took me three weeks. When we did episode nineteen on the show, I brought up my character. I think I was at two ninety one. Okay, just yesterday I went up to two ninety eight, and that's with only specific gear holding my exotic sword. If I don't use my exotic sword, I'm still a two ninety six. So I I only went up five points in three weeks or two and a half weeks, whatever it is. Okay, so. It's 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 grueling because I only play three hours a night. Um, I, I don't get the chance to play it. So I, I'm not mad about it. I get it, what they're doing. But I just wish there was another way. Maybe if I run Prison of Elders, if give me a chance. Because I don't even use the Three of Coins anymore. Because I'm under 300, I'm not getting anything. Even if I get an exotic, it's 290. 
Okay. Well, right. I can go buy an exotic 290 out of my kiosk if I want to and break that down, but I'm not getting the drops. Where we have a friend, Dread, who gets lucky and he gets higher end drops, and I think he's either 299 or he's 300 now. No, he he, he has hit 300 right. without doing any raid right. at all. So he was lucky enough to find. He had the RNG luck from the gods right. of destiny to get those right. gears to get up there, where I am not. You know, so that's all I'm saying. There should be a, a, another way. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be catered in the game. But there are people out there that don't have the chance to do what Lono's doing, running the raid and, and doing a whole bunch of stuff like that to go up. Now, one more thing before you guys say it. Um, in the very in vanilla, you only could go up to the highest level by doing the Volt of Glass, by getting that raid gear. Then once Dark Below came out, they swapped that out, right? You could become high level without doing the Crota's raid because you were just buying gear. You could do um, get drops from somewhere. I forget where it was. Or you could purchase the purple gear, right? You could, all right, you could purchase it um, from the from the vendors, right, to get up to max level. Um, I like that now looking back because I was like, oh, when, when I couldn't run the Vault of Glass, I was never max level. I happened to run the Vault of Glass, and before Dark Below came out, I made max gear a week before Dark Below came out. Then Dark Below came out, and then everyone could purchase it and be my level. I was a little mad by it, but now I look back on it, and I understand. Now when House of Wolves came back out, they kind of like resetted it, or I'm sorry, the Taken King came out, they kind of resetted it back to old, where now you can only become max level by running the vault again, or I'm sorry, the, the uh, King's Raid. So go ahead. I, well, I think I, I understand where you're coming from now, and I think I understand how it would work, and I think there's a, there's, there might be a solution in there because I think what we're dealing with is we're dealing with two things. The first thing we're dealing with is kind of what we're going to talk about in a little bit is that Kotaku article and how the game got totally chopped up. Um, which we knew it did, and now we know why. We right. know like it wasn't Activision. It was actually internal differences with Bungie. I still think we are dealing with the ripple effect of that, a, a game that's finding its way. Yep. So it's there's this there's this conf- there's this end game confusion about like well wait what exactly are we supposed to be doing are we tr- getting to max level and then now that's it and like you're saying now I'm max level and if I want to go get cool raid gear I can which. Dark Paladins made a good point in the chat. The raid gear perks are really only built for the raid. Right. So that would be kind of stupid. It'd be like, well, I I can go get raid gear, but it's only really the most useful in the raid. So there's no point if I can get to max light level by not running the raid. So I think they're struggling to incentivize that raid engagement. It's convoluted if you think about it. They're trying to incentivize you playing the raid, right? Because then you can get max gear, max light level, etc. And yet, there aren't any good inroads for you to play the raid. Right. So it's contradictory. It doesn't make sense. It's like, well, if you want more people to play the raid, so more people are max light level, then make it more accessible so they don't have to rely on LFG and all these turds saying you got to be a 300 with a black spindle and a touch of malice and experienced. <laughs> you know, And who knows what they're doing for hard raid because it is very, very difficult. So those are kind of the two things we're dealing with is the ripple effect of a, of a game that got chopped up and we're dealing with a game that's finding its way. Way. Like right. they have to kind of figure out what are we going to do? And we talked about this. I said, what do you do with a game where if we get another raid next year before Destiny 2, there's no way the accessibility and the engagement with, with King's Fall is any better than Vault of Glass or, or Dark Below's uh, raid. There's just no way. It's so stinking hard. And the patterns and things we're seeing on LFG, it's just like you've got more end game content that a small fraction of the, the, the community is getting to engage Very small. With. Percentage. And you're going to have this tiny tip of the pyramid where you're going to have guys like me at 320 and nobody else is up there. And then they're going to launch challenge mode. And that's going to almost be like 
a Twitch escapade. It's just going to be like all the guys on Twitch running it. There's right. nobody else is going to be able to run it. I mean, hard raid is is challenging enough. So it's they're still trying to find their way. I don't think they. I honestly, and I don't mean this as a slight. I don't think they know what they're doing. I think they're oh, I they're great at yep. building content. They're great developers. But as far as the internal economies and systems, to a certain extent, they said there's no book written on how to how to build a game like Destiny. I, I think that's generally true. I mean, people are like, well, World of Warcraft and all these others. And it's like, this is a different animal. It's a different style of game. So I think hopefully they, they figured out for Destiny 2. And this is all, you know, we're still in, I don't want to endorse the <laughs> criticism, but we're still in, you know, the beta of yeah, them finding But I hate, I hate thinking that way, that all... Hopefully they fix it in Destiny 2, and then Destiny 2 comes out, and we're like, oh, they'll get it right in Destiny 3. You know what I mean? Like, we just keep we just keep trying to defend ourselves to make us feel yeah, better it, that they know what the game, hell they're doing. Is this game so new and innovative that we're tolerating what this is? There's no other game. No other game did this. No other game was in a position where well, you were at the, you were going to be at, at the the tip of the blade. You were gonna you were gonna show something that was so innovative and new, and then. It'd be so bad at, at, at the release of what the content was and then just scale back and then have this vision of how good it's going to be later. So if this was any other game, it'd be, it would be a poor showing game and it would have died. Right. But because of the... The marketing is uh, genius. M- the marketing the, is the work genius. In, right, the work in and they listen, to the, they listen to the community and they fix one thing after the other. Now, I'm not saying they don't, they don't fix everything, but it is progress. So but by, by, by that token, you're just saying, well, it's okay to have a... I'll, I'll just use half-ass. It's, we're going to have a half-ass game that we, we all loved. We all know what it could be, but we're just going to tolerate it until you think you're going to fix it. But that shows to us right away that you had no vision of what it was. Right. But you, have, I, you have nowhere to go. But this is where I think the game is struggling to find its identity because Fistmaster brought up a good point. Average Joe's getting left behind, but that's the reason the game is sold so well because Average Joe can hit those easy headshot hitboxes and enjoy pretty straightforward boss fights, strikes, and missions. The average gamer has a has a huge playground and things to do every single day. There's something for the average Joe to do. Right. This game is is so well built. It's like it's it's gaming as hobby and in its fullest form. And it's there's no other game where you can really do this you can create your own challenges do one life like fist does on history in borderlands or you know or allegiance runs you can do that you kind of have to make that on your own this game is is so hobby oriented and i think that that's brilliant but that's where the game just has that broken it's got that split identity where it's like tons of average joe players with with less time and maybe less skill can really enjoy themselves but then there's like this tipping point where it's like none of you can come over here and do this you just can't you're either not good enough don't have enough friends don't have enough time or nobody will take you along because you're you're too inexperienced or don't have the gear and it's just very there's just there that split is still in there and then there's like the whole big ugly head up here of pvp which is still just a, a mess as well do you think do you think that was built into the game though do you think the leetness this this upper echelon of, of, of game player is supposed to be in there for them do you think that was purposely put in there because it seems to me that not that it's a bad thing, but like if I want to do if I'm a completionist and I love the game for what it is, I'm going to do every bit of content that you're going to give me. I'm going to get every medal, every gun, everything that you're going to allow me to get. I'm going to fight to get that thing. So when the game ends, I know I have milked this game for everything it's worth. And at the same time, the guys who just want to play it to play it are OK with it because they just like shooting people's heads off and we're all good. So do you are, are we are, are we. 
are we turning this into it shouldn't be this 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 divide between the hardcore gamer and the and the and the average Joe and we're upset by it? No. Or are we just not accepting the fact that this is how the game was meant to be, where if you want to be hardcore, you got it. Well, no. If you don't want to be hardcore, you don't have to. Well, that's that's just the thing, right? They they keep changing their mind because they don't know what they're doing, right? As Lono said. Because, like they said, in the Vanilla, it, you had to go to the raid to get max gear. Then after that, you could buy the gear to become max gear. And then, you know what I mean? Then they came out with the next DLC, and now you had to get the raid stuff again. Um, so I, I think they're... I mean, their answer to everything is put another currency in and transfer that to get something else. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. And they once they do that, they, they still don't even think about what they're doing because now what do I do with all my my rune coins that I get from the, the drop of Court of Oryx, right? Now I have like 150 of them, okay? I, there's no way in hell that I could sit there and just do that over and over because I still need two people, right? Because I can't do it back to back because I have I have to relax because I have to, you know, uh, because I already Real used one, one. <laughs> right? So I can't just sit there and keep using one after another. I have to use one, and hopefully someone else comes by and then does a one or does a two, and then it resets where I can do another one. You're there forever, and it's not – it's just – it's retarded, okay? There needs to be another way. Um, if you're a hardcore player, I don't want to be up there with you. If you want to be 330 with the max gear and your, and your gear does better than me, fine. But I still want to hit end game status as far as level, right? So if the if the highest level is 310, I want to be able to hit it, okay? Not eight months from now because a little bit, you're losing my attention span just a little bit, right? Because now there's a bunch of other games coming out, all right? And I'm not getting the drops. Someone, I think Stewie said it earlier, he did six hours of strikes and he got nothing, okay? So now That's, that's ridiculous. So, so now you're doing stuff like that and you're not getting anything, okay? So... It, it just it just puts stuff on you where you're like, what am I doing a nightfall for? It's not worth the time because it takes me an hour to do a nightfall. Some nightfalls were harder than the freaking raid. Okay, so it's what the income outcome is to get the 310 drop is not worth the time that you put in for the nightfall or uh, doing six hours of strikes to get maybe a ghost uh, to level up your ghost is not worth the time that you put into the game. So I, yeah. I think they just need to fluctuate and find that percentage better of drops for for people like like myself that i'm in yeah i mean i i i think perhaps i mean stewie may be overstating it six hours of strikes and getting nothing seems a little unlikely just because of how the 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 drops ratchet up the more you the more you run the heroic strike so i don't know maybe he's he's overstating it just slightly i do think though the challenge here is that I talked about this before about how the trajectory of Destiny as an RPG got short-circuited by RNG. So you got landlocked as a 31 because you couldn't get that last piece of raid gear to drop. And I think now what we're dealing with is the the, the trajectory of the RPG of Destiny is being short-circuited by an inaccessible endgame content in the raid. And I think the the challenge is... Oh, Big M said it. Okay, not Stewie. The challenge is, is that if the raid the raid's really challenging and i'm a big i'm a big proponent of putting matchmaking in it especially because it's so procedurally accessible i think a lot of people could at least get to and beat the war priest with random people which means they get to roll for gear at the totems they get to roll for gear at the war priest which means they could slowly add that to their weekly thing and also along the way add people to their friends list that they have that synergy with 
However, I, I I think it's okay then if we get if we get rid of that's a mechanical hurdle, right? That I think can be removed. If you get rid of those, I think it's okay then to have a very significant steep challenge hurdle of difficulty because then you do have that smaller pool of, of players that have beat it because then it's special. But if everybody gets to do it, if everybody gets to come over and take Oryx down, it's far less special and far less exciting for the guys who have put in all the work. So I think they're trying to balance that incentive of like, well, if everybody can get to max light level without running the raid, then doing the raid's not quite as special. And it's like, well, you get the gear. Well, then the gear would have to be completely retooled because the raid gear is meant for the raid and it's also meant to raise your light level. So there's just this big, it's just, it's a big, it's kind of a bit of a convoluted mess because you have to incentivize players to play and you do that with rewards and if the rewards start to get muddied and unclear and it's like, well, who's the who's the best, who's the highest, right. then a lot of players would just be like, why am, why am I putting the time in to do this? And I think the biggest problem, your biggest reason, Mike, for not enjoying how long it's taking to hit max light is, number one, it is kind of frustrating, but to beyond that was the Iron Banner. I mean, right. PvP poses that problem because it's like, well... I'm at a disadvantage because I can't run the raid. Like and trials, I trials is the same way. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why PvP poses an even bigger problem for the game's identity because it it just it short circuits all those all those pathways to gear and to advantages. It's like you basically make people not want to play a significant portion of your game PvP because they can't play another significant portion of your game, the raid, right. and so the pyramid gets even smaller. Yeah, they they need like the PvPers have the trials. That's their that's their raid. Right. And then the hardcore guys have the raid where the casual people don't have anything. Right. They, they can just play whatever, everything else that they want, but there's nothing dropping for them. And they're just in this like limbo world. Um, and it, and it kind of makes me wonder if they care about that population. You would think they do because of what they keep updating and the way they keep doing stuff. But it, it keeps seeing like they're going for, I'll say, the Twitch market, which is the big streamers um, that play the game and, and, and push this game even more in marketing. Um, where do the raid, do the raid, do the raid, do PvP, do B PvP, but PvE is just sort of like, eh, whatever, you know, the the 90%ers will, will fall in we there. All know, we, all know it's, we all know it's an afterthought. We all know it's an afterthought. Right, so um, that's all I'm saying, right? Give me, give me something to, to, to keep playing the game, because when Fallout 4 well, it, comes out or Star Wars comes out, this no, game's not cool. going to see the light it, no. of day for me until a Black Spindle mission comes around again. Right, but that, that's what I'm saying. But, he, but that's why it's so hard to hate it for so long. I, I, I hate the game for one week, and the next week, like, oh, you guys did a nice job. It's like, it goes back and forth. It, Two steps when you, forward, when you once, have, you know, three steps when back. When you have missions like that, like the Black Spindle, or the Touch of Malice, or the uh, I, I Have No Time to Explain, and you have these quests in there, it makes it interesting because you have to research it. How did I get it? I'm going to look stuff up online, put some guys together. Let's go try to do this mission. That's, that's what makes the game fun, okay? And then at the same time, just a little tweak that I'm 298, and every once in a while you should drop me a blue 300 engram. Every something. once in a while. It's right. some, it's not, that's not asking for a lot, right? And even if you did hardcore and you, and you did six hours worth of strikes or whatever and you got 300 pieces and you're able to infuse... The best you could do after doing the boss hunting exotic thing where you could use a three of coins is get to 310 across the board. Right. You'd be at 310, okay? And the only way you can go higher than that one is you got to do the raid. Well, now, still there's nothing wrong raid. with that. Yeah, but that, there's nothing wrong with that. But that, that changes, though, because now the hard mode comes out and you can go up to, what, 330 is the max light but for gear? But that's what I'm saying. You can get 310 by farming, and then you would be ready to do the raid if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, if you wanted to. Wait. 
But otherwise, <laughs> that's it. You're done. You're at the max level you can be unless you do the raid. Now, I would this take is that. the battle. I would take is that. It wrong? Right. Is it wrong to do that and say we're trying to exclude you? I don't think it's an exclusion. I don't think it's an I exclusion. This it's the one it's the one small piece of the game that is their identity just the one small piece that says okay if you want top end stuff this is the list you have to do and that's it this is the list you got to do well i don't like it because i can't get gear well, i don't right, know like i'm okay hey, well, with 10 less to get, 10 to, get to the top end of this this is what you got to do right now whether you want to do it or not is up to you right that's like the one gleam of the hint of uh of, of um, which I think is fair. Identity so in the game. If, if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't have to, you don't have to. But we have other stuff for you to do. Right. If 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 I can get the three ten, which is ten less than the the max light, which they said in chat. Also, I think Fist said it's. I think it's it's fair. I think it's fair as well. Um, and then I'll choose to come back when they have the the Destiny two, and then when I get my Red Bull code and I can level up real fast. You know what I mean? That that basically what's going to happen. So I right. I think a better answer to end game content besides the raid, I think would to be. Like uh, a good example would be uh, if, if anyone has done, I'm not sure if you've done it yet or not, Lodo, the mission for uh, I Have No Time to Explain. All right, there's a part there's a part in the mission at the end where you have to hunt down this, this giant minotaur. That was a fun The whole board is full of these minotaurs and everyone is shooting at you and it's very intense. And he teleports around and you have to strategically try to explain to everybody, okay, you got to be here, watch that door because you can't stay in one place for too long because they start massing, right? That kind of mission given at the end of the game, after you've done the raid or whatever, as like hard missions to do, and you guys have to try to solve the puzzle of the mission, right? We have this mission for you to do, and when you get when you, you complete the mission, you get like a banner or something, but like, I've done this hard mission, I've done this hard mission, like as end game content. I think something would be interesting like that. Right. It's some, similar to finding the guns, but it's such, a, it's, a, it's such at a high difficulty level that you need to be that level, you need to be 320 or 315 to even have a shot at it. And then it, then it becomes like a badge of honor thing and not an exclusive thing. It's just that it's something for you to do because you have nothing else to do because you have you tore through the game like a crazy person and you've done everything. Now give me a mission every week. Instead of it being a nightfall, it's this crazy mission. Have you done this crazy mission this week, uh, the mission with this? And you're like, no, I haven't done that one. Well, are you 315 or better? Then we should get together like LFG or matchmaking. For God's sakes, Fist, you're correct. For matchmaking, and let's get a bunch of 315s together and see if we can knock out this crazy ass mission. Right. Something of that level. Something. Something that gives you uh, um, something to do besides the playground. Because you know the hardcore gamers want something else. Like, listen, man, I appreciate you making this game and making it hard as hell, but I, I've conquered it all and I want something to do now that I have all your badass gear. Right. So give me something. All right, like, that's just something small. Let's, it will be a mission. Let's move on from this topic to the next topic. Uh, Lona, you wanted to bring up the the content because you weren't here to uh, talk about it last week. So, what, what did yeah. you what did you want to what did you want to rehash and stuff like that? Talk about that. Yeah, so the the Kotaku article I sent you that's pretty significant. I haven't even done really a video about it yet. Um, and I know B, you know, B. Dobbins did a video about it where he's basically, at least from the title, postulating that all the content we're getting at this point it was ripped from the original game is, is his claim. And to a certain extent, when you were discussing it last week with Skill, it's, it sounded like you kind of were on a similar line of thinking that they yeah. basically chopped the game up and all this DLC is from the original chopped up game. And I just, to an extent, I, I think that we're assuming quite a bit. If we, you've got to assume. I think if that's the line of thinking you're going to take. Well, I, I said, I said, I this is my theory. I didn't say it was like official, right? You know, so right. 
So according to that theory, though, we have to assume that Joseph Staten or Staten, whatever his name is, we have to assume that his his game and his version of the game was brilliant, and that someone at Bungie was you know stupid and wanted to chop it up. And because I because I think at this point, what if Joseph Staten's version was convoluted and confusing and far too linear, and it needed chopped up, and it wasn't you know what I'm saying? Like right. the create the, the strong creative differences came from somewhere. So one of two things happened: either Staten's version was way off base, and they're like, "This is not." First of all, the how's this going to last ten years? Because this is just a linear, convoluted campaign. Because they said it was confusing at times, and I think we can kind of see that in even the chopped up game as they kind of pieced it back together it was kind of confusing so i think at this point the people sort of the tinfoil hat people that think that like the game got chopped up so that we could be sold content that was originally supposed to be in the 60 dollars game i just think we that, that in order to take that line of thinking there has to be so much you assume about whatever he had built you know in th- in 2013 that was supposed to be delivered in September cuz i we were all blaming Activision i have a video where i blamed Activision i said they were screwing around and they made marty mad and then they messed with the story and Stoughton left too when the reality is if the kotaku article is 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 accurate in the retelling of things Bungie is the reason that the game got tore to pieces and Vanilla Destiny was boring, bland, and empty. They had such strong creative differences that they chopped their own game up. So I was just like, when I was watching you, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what if we've got it all wrong? What if Stoughton's version was bad? Like, what if it was bad? How do we know? You know what I mean? Well, I think, personally, I think, now this is not official, again, I think that Bungie says that his story was convoluted to make their stories seem like they're the saviors of the actual game right so personally the grimoire cards that are in the game that you can't see on a third-party website okay uh are there because that was his story those grimoire cards were all supposed to be parts of cutscenes that they couldn't use because once they got rid of him okay he had the the rights to that that story right and let's say i'm just saying let's say it was in this contract uh you know well you can't use any of the stuff that i i created blah 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 and they went that's fine We'll just take it. We didn't make it visual. They took all the cutscenes out, right? Like the cutscene with the brother, uh, the queen's brother in a scene and stuff like that. And they just crushed it. And they put it all in written words, right? And they put it in the grimoire cards on a third party because you can't get it in the game, right? You can't see it in the game. You have to go to their website to see it. So there's one evidence for me that they took that content and took it out of the game. So just think about that. I don't know if you've read the grimoire cards. I've read, I would say like 90% of them. And that story and the the description they go into now, uh, uh, D uh, what's his name? Um, I call B. him Dobbins. D Bob D Bob. Uh, B B, B. Name, Dobbins. Yeah, but his name is Batman. Batman, whatever. Yeah. Batman. yeah. So so basically, what he was saying was that they cut the story, and they did because that was the the story. Now, even the Taken King, he said in his video, and I agreed before I even saw his video, he said that they took it out because it was supposed to be part of Vanilla Destiny. Okay, now they took it out and made it an expansion pass later, and they wrote Dark Below in. Now the story goes, if it, and this makes much more sense, because you look at the story and you're like, why is Oryx coming after me? Because I killed his son, right? And he wants revenge. But there's a book out on Reddit, and it's the, the lore of uh, the Hive and, and Oryx, where he actually was going to kill his son, okay? Um, to take the power from him so he could feed the worm within, which is their god, okay? So, basically, if the story came out and Oryx was in the original Vanilla Destiny, 
he would have been end game and you would have killed him. Okay. And the son, Crota, okay, who would come up now and take his place is coming after you for revenge of his father, not the other way around, where it would be Oryx coming after his son, because it doesn't make sense, right? Because his son didn't know he was coming after him to kill him, okay? I mean, he killed him. Great. So now I'm coming to revenge because I was going to kill him anyway, so I'm mad at you for killing him? It doesn't It doesn't make sense, right? So that's where, that's where I kind of look at it and go, okay, one, you could teleport into or glitch into the maps, right? And people came to defense saying, well, they preloaded the stuff on there, so it would be easier to, to render. Well, why couldn't they just take that extra 100 feet out where you didn't you couldn't bump into the world to get there you know what i'm saying like the, the game was there and they took it out in my opinion so they could sell it to you later and another point proven here for me is they sold the taken king at 60 dollars. okay you could get everything so if you didn't play it for year one you could get everything for 60 dollars where why didn't they sell it at eighty dollars? They did with the legendary edition, but the standard one was sixty dollars, and you got everything, which should have been in the game originally. And that's what they felt like. I feel that they felt bad, not really, because they're a business, right? Where they said, you know what, this is the content we should have gave them in year one. Let's give it to them in year two for the people that waited, or you know, such and such. We already got, we already made that extra sixty dollars, seventy dollars, eighty dollars, and then as soon as they dropped it, they said, oh. No more DLC is going to be, uh, it's going to cost you anything. We're just going to put these emotes in, right? So this is like their cover-up for it. So now it doesn't matter what they come out with because I think the stuff that they come out with now could still be from like year one, but I don't think it is anymore. I think it actually is part of the DLC or year two. So I think they're safe now, but year one was a disaster and they chopped it up to give it to us so they could make more money off of us. And now they're, they're going back to their old ways, in my opinion. Uh- all right, so let's just say, for instance, that what you were saying, Lona, was true. Let's say that the story was bad from John Statham, and they had to cut it up. How bad a story could it have been that they couldn't just fix it with another DLC patch or something down the road if you released it? If it was a linear story, and they didn't like it the way it was released, just as easily, just like they're patching and doing things now with the DLCs, they could have easily... Did the same thing, like okay, well, the story's taking a turn this way. They were well, scrambling. The a, they were scrambling. The story's to fix taking it. a turn this way. It just seems, it seems like there was so much chaos, so much chaos in there to be able to cut it up. Something that was already completed, and maybe let's just let's let's go down to the smallest little thimble of of information. What happens if it was just a bad editing of that video that they showed of the story that they were going to come out with? What happens if just some guy just edited it badly? And it just came across wrong, and then they they tanked the whole thing. Because remember, it all stemmed from the video that they showed. What was it called? There was a word for it. The um, you're talking about the one they showed the, at E3. The, the pitch, no, no, the pitch video that that the developers showed Bungie when they when they were done with their story. Oh, right. They had that video edited together to show them the story, and that's when they made the decision that it was too linear. That they they didn't want to go this way. We've got to we've got to chop it up and do something with it. What happens? If it was just a bad edit job. It could have just stemmed from one simple thing that it just didn't come out right. That it, it came across wrong, and now yeah, but there's too much bad, evidence. Bad, bad decisions were made based off of an improper showing. It's it could be any number of things, but just as you said, with so much information about the story, and for none of it, to none be of it game. to be in, to be in, in the, the game. game, and to be this chopped up, this this chopped up juggle. You know, it's it's. It's disheartening to think that they would chop somebody's work up, and I still don't believe that because there's not just one pitch as the story progresses. Here's how the story's coming along, and then they go, 
this is garbage. We're gonna have to scrap it. We're this. We're this far out. They do out. it all the time in the movie it. industry. Yeah, all I understand the time. that. But there's incremental. There's incremental. We're gonna do this for this many months. We're showing it to you. We're gonna do this for this many months. We're gonna show it to you how it's progressing. You can't tell me all of a sudden they showed you all the work that they were doing and then. Of course they did because they showed it. They showed you at E3, and that's before he got fired or before he quit or whatever. So that was the, that was the finished product that they were gonna go forward with. But then shit hit the fan, and then they had to scramble to rewrite the story because they couldn't use the story exactly as is because of the content. Like in the in the article, it says like they used Kadic, uh, Kaden. Uh, was a completely different character, but they used it for him. And, you know what I mean? So they reused people's names and places, but put them in different locations or different things because they couldn't use it for what the artist came up with. They could still use the names as long as it didn't coincide with the actual real content. I Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it was called a supercut. It was basically a two-hour video comprising the game's cinematics and major story beats. So... Is someone as experienced as Joseph Stodden, I have I it's it's very difficult for me to think they put together a two hour bumble or just cluster. I think they put together a two hour video that put on display something that was totally out of sync with there were senior staff at Bungie that were unhappy with how it turned out and it was they, they said that it was too campy and linear and that they quickly decided to scrap his version and start from scratch. So that to me if you've got this, you've got this concocted like we're gonna break the game up. First of all, I don't know why. Like I, I, I question motive here. Like if I'm accepting your theory of things, what's the motive for a developer to do this to their product? Because they're not really the ones. They have no who, choice because of the contract they're in. But so, but but again, then then that would be on Activision, That's, right? From what we have from right. Kotaku, that is not what happened. There were senior staff at Bungie that were unhappy with how it turned out and decided to scrap the story. That's a creative difference. That's not a publisher like difference of like, no, you're packaging this all wrong. Like what what happened with Marty? So to me, like, what's the motive? Like, why would you sit down and say, no, 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 we're going to make more money by breaking this all up? Stoughton's an idiot. Like the, he doesn't see the vision that we have. Clearly, somewhere along the line, there was a break at Bungie. Maybe it happened because people from 343, like people were leaving and going to 343, and maybe there was just bad communication internally because project management is one of the biggest struggles in any, you know, in any major development firm or software development. Project management is always the big struggle. And I think something happened here that I don't know if it's as sinister as Bungie, like rubbing their hands together, like, let's chop this up and sell it in pieces, as much as it is. They looked at it and they're like, this is not what we envisioned for the game at all. Right. Well, it could be as as little as two guys with their differences. Maybe they just didn't get along and one called one an asshole and the, the higher up was just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. Done. You know what I mean? It, it could be that simple. I mean, people with big pockets make the calls, right? So it doesn't matter how many people they affect in the ruling. They're going to do what they do think is best, uh, even if it's for their for their blown up ego or not. I don't know if that's what happened, but I'm saying, I mean, there's wars fall over the world for less. You know what I mean? I mean, so... Right. Well, because I mean, because if you think about what happens in the coming weeks, the development teams are scrambling, scrambling. to stitch it back together. Right. Like, and, and to me... I just don't see how in the grand scheme, like imagine imagine what they could have done. They could have been like, no, let's launch it and then spend the next year adding content. That would have been far more monetarily beneficial. Right. You've right. got a complete product. 
launch it and add to it. They didn't do that. What they did potentially cost them more money because I, I just, that's why I just don't think it's this sinister plot to make more money. Well, I, no, I, I really I, don't. I don't think it's I, I, right. I don't think it's a sinister plot to make more money. I, I think it's something internally. I mean, because those two guys weren't the only two people to leave. There was a lot of people that left uh, after that. Meaning there there had to be someone higher up that was very difficult to work with. Um, and, and set in their ways and they, they were abandoning ship because one person leaving, that's a firing. Okay. Two people leaving. There's something, there's something up three, four people leaving. They're like, you know what? This guy's an asshole to work for. Uh, and he doesn't see the vision. Let's just get out of here. And, and I think, like I said, with the Grimoire cards being off the game completely, like you can't even look them up on the game. I feel like that was the actual story. And I, I feel that they, they say that it was, uh, is a flop or very convolutive uh, story by him just to save face on their end. And, and they're well, very, th- they're very easy doing that. Look, look at Luke Smith, you know, hard mode, hard mode, hard mode. Now hard modes out. Wasn't really that hard for some people. And they're like, Oh, well now we have a, you know, a, a challenge mode. You know what I mean? So, well, but the, the people that said it was convoluted and confusing, that's from that Kotaku article internally. And that, and that article says there well, were people that thought it was great. And there were people that thought it was confusing. There were people on both sides, right? but we don't know who they interviewed, come- right? Right, whoever they interviewed, that could come from, come from just being compartmentalized. The people who thought it was great right. probably were the closest to it, and the people that thought it was confusing maybe were like, "Wait a minute, there, there's there's plot holes, there's pieces missing here," because maybe they weren't as close to development of the story. I just and and people leaving makes sense if you work that hard alongside Stoughton to have this thing realized, and at the crescendo, you're like, "Yeah, here's this two hour thing we built," and they're like, "This sucks, scrap right. it." Right. You'd be like, "Are you freaking serious? We got right. what? We got a chop." up our art over the next year i'm out of here right exactly exactly so i don't necessarily even think it was like this big like war i just think that's the nature of develop like of a a developmental shift like that people are like i'm out you just totally took a dump on what we worked on and i don't want to stay i I agree with you there they just abandoned shit because they're just like you know what i'm not doing this again if you're if you're like if you're like this what we did now who knows what what down the road's going to be we'll find out like five six years from now when you know ndas are uh, cancel or seven years. Some of them are like seven years. It all depends on what they are. So we'll, my, we'll find out sooner or later. My theory is this, is I think that it, it, if we're going to simplify it and not get too like, oh, there was a fight and this guy was yeah. a jerk. What I think is that there were senior staff at Bungie whose vision, maybe they had more meetings with Activision. Maybe there was more conversations about the vision of how long this game could be drawn out. And what Stoughton showed them was very clear wait a minute that's that, that's a game that's going to be blown through in a month right. and that's not our vision our vision for this game is to be a long drawn out epic sort of piecemeal narrative that people continue to play and because if they're if, especially if that senior guy had was kind of having conversations with John Hobson about the testing and what people were willing to do and how long they were willing to play they probably were like that's not going to fit with a cutscene after every mission right that's 30 not second, fit. a 30 second cutscene after every mission that's not going to fit I can't imagine watching the Halo cutscenes I was watching playing through the campaign having to watch those hundreds of times well you you know you'd, you'd skip them but then that dilutes you would hope you wouldn't be able to skip them right. you wouldn't be able to, yeah, skip. You wouldn't be able to <laughs> skip you'd have to watch them so that's my theory my theory is it's far less sinister it's more our vision for the game is it's long and drawn out and Stoughton as an artist was like no 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 you, you really can't do that with a story in a video game right. a video game and a story in a movie has to be it, it encased 
and well paced like because he he's an artist and a storyteller right. and so his version and vision for the game was here and their version and vision for was, the game was, was like was, yeah, this. yeah i agree i and agree that, with that's you. that's my theory and what happened i i Not agree with like 90 percent of what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah so is there sorry you got anything else we can, add on I that? Go on, no, we can go on a lot of stuff about this. It, it, it's, I, I still believe, I still believe that we are. This is because they were not able to do what they wanted to do originally, and then that part of the team had left. We are left with a testing ground of what they really wanted, from what the higher ups wanted, and it didn't work out. What was released wasn't enough time and this is all they're, they're testing it they're testing this that's why they're still calling it a beta that's why that that's why they're they're still they're they're trying to gather as much information with us as possible right. to figure out how to continue on with this game and i don't like i've said this before i don't like this whole thing where you guys keep saying it's a 10-year game okay that would be like saying when halo first came out halo was going to be a 10-year game they didn't have the balls to say that because you had no idea whether or not that game was going to succeed right. for 10 no, years. No one is okay? that self-indulged so to what, say my game's going to last 10 years. About, right. What we're talking about is is the the story that you want to create with this game will last 10 years. The con- You can say whatever you want, the contract, whatever else. But that being said, this wasn't the game that we wanted. And I still think it's that hazy. It's hazy that you're telling me that that far out... The story that they had was 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 scrapped, and they had a scramble in the last year. I, I I find it hard to believe that nothing was nothing was talked about up into that one supercut, and then it all went downhill from there. Well, I think the good news from this though is because of what they did for year one, when Destiny two comes out, even if they throw, let's just say they took something from year one or one point one or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and put it into year two, I don't think it's a big deal anymore because once Destiny 2 comes out, it's a brand new slate, right? And what they do in that game and the expansions after that, we won't know if it was from 1 or 1.1 or, you know what I mean? So I think That's after fine. this is after this this second year and we see how the expansions come out um, by the emotes being people that bought some and stuff like that, we'll see what they give us. And when Destiny 2 comes out, I think it will be a better a better product overall. That's that's yeah. me hoping, you know what I mean? Well, and and you know, Dirty Bears making a point about calling it Destiny Two. We're calling it Destiny Two. Right. They're not calling right. it. Right. It'll, it'll have a that, name like the Taken King. It'll, that's it'll be our like... lingo. And they have dialed back the language about the ten year plan. They have come out and said there is no ten year plan. There's a ten year contract. Right. Right. So there is no like, here's what we're gonna do for the next ten years. Now that's 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 true and it's not true because there is a plan to have a new game every two years, like four. I think four new games every two years right. that gets you to eight. And if you've got, you know, DLC well, carrying it beyond that. So I, I, you know, well, before I, I agree with Sarge, I don't know what the heck was going on. The only thing I can envision is these higher ups at Bungie were kind of that, like that drive by coffee drinker, like how's things going? Right. Oh, that looks good. That's right. pretty awesome. You guys are doing great right. work. And <laughs> See you later. Hits, and they're like, what? This isn't what we <laughs> thought we were building. You it, know what I mean? Like I said, it happens all the time in the movie industry with scripts and stuff like that with reshoots. Uh, and I can talk from that end. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's sort of the same way on the video game side. So, um, but as far as the, they went from you know main game two DLCs halfway point two DLCs to main game halfway game main game. That's the way it's going to go from now on. At least if that's the from the emotes and stuff that they're selling. So, all right, 
So that takes all the topics that we have. Um, we, we can talk about more stuff next time you're on, Lono, any other stuff, because we, we can go on for like four hours if we wanted to. Um, so let's, uh, let's promote you. Uh, let me bring up your screen. Yeah, so I'm I'm finding my way now as a variety streamer. Obviously, the raids kind of run its course. I, I obviously am not going to be able to carry people through hard. It's it's just far too challenging. Even my best team is uh, having you know struggles with with the orcs fight. We did beat him three times, but that'll be part of my daily my weekly routine. We'll be going into you know Destiny, having the reset day, running the raid. Um, hopefully having a team to run that with, but then also making space for uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Halo 5, and then all of the new games that are coming out. Uh, so as a variety streamer, you know, you've got all the stuff next to me there. You can find me Twitter, YouTube, obviously Twitch, uh, just say no to rage. So uh, being a daily streamer, I stream for a long time, you know, and you can come in any, you know, any of those times and watch and maybe even play. We're doing, you know, the war zone thing in Halo is far and away more fun with people. So we're opening those lobbies up uh, quite a bit and we'll uh, be more than likely doing similar things with Star Wars Call of Duty and other games that have the PvP element. So uh, I always love being on this show, and I appreciate all the support, and it's uh, it's good to be here. Cool. All right, uh, Sarge, got something for you. We talked about you off stream. When you get Fallout Four, yes. do you want to stream on my channel during the day, and then oh, I'll sure. I'll stream during the night during my regular time? Oh sure, I'll do that. Great. So there you go. Announcement. McCluskey will be streaming during the day because he can stream during the day. He'll be here right on 30 and still gaming uh, under under my name. But Sergeant McCluskey will be streaming Fallout 4, uh, basically I, whatever, how many hours he streams it for. And then I'll be on at my normal times at 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.